0: Top shoes. Recorded live. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Mm, I'm
1: awake. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I almost forgot
2: because <clears throat> my son has
1: uh, my son has spring break. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah, and I set my alarm. I remember it last night. i was like, let me get to it. I set my alarm. For a study in the morning, and when the alarm went off, I was like,
2: "Here yeah, at school, I'm like, oh yeah, 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 yeah."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Nope." I said, "I'm not gonna, you know, <laughs> get up." <laughs> oh, how was your how was your resurrection day? Say what? How was your resurrection day?
3: Uh, quiet.
1: It was quiet. We were quiet. How about yours? It was. It was quiet. I actually had
2: to. Um, I had to do
1: some work yesterday, so I ended up um, not going into service.
2: But, oh, okay. Uh,
1: yeah, but it was. It was good though it was good i i trusted i did a um a trust God moment <clears throat> <No. laughs> i did because i you know I have to um with me not working <clears throat> you know things you know how things come up, and so I was like all right, and um just we shouldn't, you know, I, I had saw um, someone posted on Facebook that were reminding everybody to check their license plate because they're not sending out, um, they're not sending out notices for your registration. Right. I was like, okay. And mine's is due, mine's in at the end of the month.
0: Uh-oh.
2: And
1: so, yeah, so I'm like, I, let me go out here and hustle up you know, the money for my um my thing. So driving Uber, that's what I did. I went and drove Uber yesterday. And so I was like, you know what, Lord? I said, um, I said, show me where to go. And so basically he he made it so that I didn't have to drive too long. You know.
2: Okay. So, yeah, it
1: was good. It was good,
4: do you like driving uh doing the uber thing?
1: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave it at that <laughs> yeah, okay
5: <laughs>
1: you know i you know what when I first signed up, I was like, Oh, this is gonna be great, you know I'm gonna you know be meeting people and I couldn't, you know, do ministry that way, and I had all of these, you know, ideas on what was going to happen. But when the reality of it came about, it was just like, no, I don't. I, it's it's scary. <clears throat> I have a thing about having people stand behind me. Behind mm-hmm. me, you know. And so it's, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I grin and bear it. That's pretty much it. I grin and bear
2: it. I had notes. I'm trying to find them. I, what the.
0: And and you went through the flood. I know I wrote it down. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm so okay. glad I um,
2: That's what I did. Okay. Okay.
5: <clears throat> so,
2: um, yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> so let's start. Would you like to would you pray us into our Bible
0: study?
1: Okay. <clears throat> Father, all the praise and all the glory goes to you forever and ever. I thank you, Father, for this day and for allowing us to be able to enjoy it. Father, thank you for this call and allowing us to come together
4: to share in your word, to share of your word, to learn about your word and to have fellowship. Father, I thank you for Felicia who is being obedient and is leading this call. Father, I pray that all who call in this morning will find something, will be touched by something that is said on this call. That will be able to help them in their
1: week going forward and help them be a blessing to themselves as well as to others. Father, I just thank you for, for the ability for us to come together. And I say a blessing of wellness, of health, and spirit to all who call in this morning. Father, we thank you for your love, for your mercy, and for your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Thank you,
1: Father. Okay. So, um, the last, Last week we talked about the bride, um, Proverbs thirty-one, and um, I kind of what we were we excuse me, putting um, going through Genesis on hold for a second <clears throat> because <clears throat> excuse me as we were going as we we're going through Genesis, God is revealing certain things that, um, you know, why we are the way we are as we go through, um, you know, uh, the stories that are in Genesis. And so um, that's where last week we went through Tower 31. Um, And now we're going to uh, hit on what happened after the flood and then he has be going from to another um, side note. So um, we're going to start in Genesis eighth chapter. You say eighth chapter? Yes, ma'am. Genesis 8. Genesis 8. Okay. And so <clears throat> it says that, and God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth, and the waters went back. And so that shows you how long it had been. You know, 377 days is a long time. I mean, you know, we barely remember what happened last week, so it had been a year, um, and it had been you know three months through the whole time that the flood was there, and so God was like, I, I, what I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, Noah, you know I was you know making sure that everything that I you know my will was done. Let me go back to Noah and and get him to where he needs to be, and that is back on land to have my will done again. And the earth, you know, and so as you go through, um, as as you, we're not going to go verse for verse in the, in chapter eight, but um, it shows the process that the water didn't recede right away. Like it wasn't like a all of a sudden thing, you know. Um, it was a process because it that shows you exactly how bad the flood was. Um, after he, you know, he blew the wind to to start making the waters and everything recede back. It took a it took another process for the water to recede. Noah he sent out a he sent out a, a dove that came back, you know, and then he waited he waited a little while longer, um,
0: and then he. Uh, Then he sent he sent it out. He waited seven days, and he sent out the dove again.
1: You know, and so the dove never came back. But the doves always in are doves are in the tree. Doves are high up. So he's like, okay, the water is no longer at tree level. What about the ground? And so then he sent the raven, and the raven went out and came back. And then it went out and came back. It didn't didn't come back anymore. So then he knew that the the grounds were dry. And so at that point, um, God had them take the covering and everything off the ark. And He told them now go. And the same thing He told Adam and Eve. He told them Noah and his sons and their wives to go and replenish the earth. And so. You know, that being said, it's like, how is it that we got to where we are in this time, Because basically, we're all cousins on some genetic you know in the genetic level, the DNA level, we're all cousins, we're all related, you know it's so it's just like white, black, Asians, we're all related on some level, and it's just like, why are we here? You know, where we can't even be in the same area. You know, we can't even stand to, you know, we can't even stand to look at each other half the time. And it's just like, how is it that we've gotten this far? And so um, we had uh, someone had once said, well, you know, if God, if God, um, if God did, you know, th- the flood really happened, then. How, you know, why is the devil still around? And I thought that was a very interesting question. And so the thing is, we forget that, um, we forget that everything is spirit. You know, the the devil was not like a physical, you know, they could go both spiritual and physical. So it wasn't that the devil was in flesh. The devil's not in flesh. We're in flesh. And so that's why I believe that God was really specific in how the wording was for the flood because he said all flesh was destroyed. That was it. Not the spirit. Not, you know, not not the spirit of, of sin. Not the spirit of the devil can be destroyed because it's not flesh. And so um, you have you have this moment where you're like looking at this and you're like, yes, you know, the flood went through and Noah, the believer, he's the last one there and that should be it, you know. And it's like <laughs> I said, what I hear is that, dun, 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 you know, kind of moment. Like, is it over? And we find out going into um, going further into the going into the ninth chapter that it's not over. So first of all, um, after the Lord has us go, uh, you know, the Lord has Noah come off the ark. They go through a process as well you know, um God blessed Noah and his sons to be fruitful and multiplied. Um, I'm sorry, let me backtrack. So this is this is this is powerful too. Because this shows you that there has there was a process set forth even before Moses, even before everything else, because it says in chapter um, in chapter 8 verse 15 and he says um, and God spoke unto Noah saying go forth out of the ark you, your wives, your sons and their wives and bring forth with you every living thing that is with thee and then, he, then Noah went forth and his sons and their wives and everything went forth with him and they came out of the ark. And at this point in verse 20, Noah built an altar unto the Lord and took every clean beast and every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. So even in the even in the midst of no one knowing the reason behind the destruction of the world and he's the only him and his family are the only ones there. He praised God, you know. He praised God in in the offering. And the, because in verse 21 it says, And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more every thing living as I have done while the earth remains seed time, harvest time, cold and heat summer and winter and day and night shall not cease so he because of the praise of Noah and he's in God seeing everything that was destroyed God promised to himself first I can't do this again because it starts in the heart of man it's 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 not something that I can erase off the face of the earth. It, it, it just can't be done. And so he knew, even God knew that you know after all was said and done, that this isn't this isn't going to work. It's only a temporary fix. And so, um, in verse in chapter nine.
4: You know what, before you go to chapter 9, can I just make a comment? Yes, ma'am. Um, something that just uh, dawned on me when it says, um, okay, Noah built an altar, and um, and he took of every clean animal and of every clean bird. And at first I was I was kind of confused. And you can tell me what you think about this. I was kind of confused. I'm like, okay, there were only um, two of each on the ark. And so when they came out, I mean, I guess there, <laughs> there could have been some procreation, but if we assume that there was still only two of each, um, and then if he took offering, then we, we have more extinct animals. But then since we don't know how long it took him to build this, uh, this altar, then I guess it could have been time for the animals to procreate and to have more than just those two. Yes. What? You...
1: Um, I'm looking now because I think
0: for the clean bees, he actually took more. Hold on one second. Because so that is a. Okay, um, actually, yeah, he took more than two of the clean beasts because in chapter 7,
1: and starting at verse 2, it says, Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by seven, the male and his female. Yeah and of the, the beasts that are not clean by two. So Now, what do
4: you mean when they say
1: the clean animals versus the not clean animals? That is actually in that is actually back in, that doesn't go we don't get the details of that until Leviticus
2: because okay. he breaks
1: down um, <clears throat> he breaks down what is clean and what is unclean. So like an unclean but what I did what I what I do know based on um when I read when I read the representatives before, um the the clean the, the clean beef are the ones with the hooves that are split. So like beef, lamb, those kind those things are clean.
2: Okay because they
1: eat of the they eat of the grass. They are they eat the vegetation and things like that. The unclean are the ones that eat garbage and that don't sweat. So that's why pork is like a big thing. Don't eat pork. Don't eat. um, There was another one, Um, but pork always stands out because when I read that, I was like, okay. Because then when you look at the fish, the fish is the same way. Like you're not supposed to eat. crab and uh uh shrimp and there's like a fish that because they are bottom feeders and they don't sweat and so they eat they eat anything whereas the, uh, the ones with the split hoof they eat the they eat they have their very their diet their diet is naturally eat like i said they eat the herbs and the grass and things like that so um God implemented that dietary law for a reason, and I get that, you know, and I'm just like everything that he put in place, you know, we're just like, okay, you know, well, we don't have to do that anymore because of grace and mercy, but it's like, and I know I've got off topic, but it's like we always use the grace and mercy under Christ as a reason to, you know, take away and and. You know, discard the stuff in the Old Testament When it was actually meant for our good It's like, just because you can do it Why do it? If he already said This is this is how This is for your good It's not just frivolous information That I'm, I'm telling you yes and no to This is for your good And, you know, we just kind of Take the ball and run with it And be like, oh
2: I can do all things, you know, but Mm -hmm.
3: that's
1: the sad part. I mean, I understand that some of the laws are kind of, like, hard to do, but a lot of them are just like, you know, come on. It'll take us just a little bit longer, but, you know. But when we get Will out, yeah, the laws are very, I thought the laws were very interesting, They are very interesting, and I can't wait to get to that part. Um, Okay, so um, going back to Chapter 9, we're going to go through the covenant that God made with
2: Noah.
1: And so um, in verse it says um, okay, we'll start with that. so uh, verse one and God bless Noah and his sons and send unto them be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth That's the same thing he said in Genesis one you know after we created Adam and Eve and that's in, in the society from there you know that's why people always said there was a there was there was habitation on the earth before. Adam and Eve, because he made the same statement to be fruitful and multiply. So it's just like you know, it, it, anyway. But he, he, you know, he said be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth. And then says in verse two, and the fear of you, and the dread of you, should be upon every beast of the earth, and upon every fowl of the air. And every upon all that moveth upon the earth, and upon the fishes, into and, and your hand are they delivered. Now this is where, this is where, um, I don't know what happened between this verse, what we'll I'm about to read, and Leviticus, because here it says, "Every moving thing that lives shall be meat for you."
2: Mm-hmm. So.
1: After the fall, we were able to eat everything. So I don't know, <clears throat> except for the unclean, but I don't know where we decided that we're not supposed to. You know, some people are like, well, from the beginning, we weren't supposed to eat meat. But here he tells them, he tells them that everything that liveth shall be meat for you. Mm-hmm. Even as the green herb have I given you all things. And then he expressly tells us how to eat the meat. But flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall you not eat. And surely your blood of your lives will I require. At the hand of every beast will I require it. And at the hand of man, at the hand of every man's brother will I require the life of man. So, from what this is saying, I this is the part I'm, I'm having, this is the part where I just, i I'm, I'm, I got confused. And I'm still a little confused on this because he says the blood thereof, but then he says the meat is good. So I'm like, okay, does that mean that I keep seeing that we're not supposed, you know, because, you know, the thing, what people do now is that rare and that, what is that, what is that, that food called, that tartar, where it's just seared. And I'm like, he's saying that we're not supposed to be eating blood at all. So mm-hmm. day, the meat, that it should be fully cooked, not raw. And, again, everything that he's told us from the beginning not to do, we're doing. So we're not supposed to eat anything with blood in it. Because in the blood is where, hold on a second. Yes, sir. And the blood is where um you know the impurities are, so I mean it doesn't make sense, but for some reason, we kind of just i don't know um but it's also letting us know that the animals have are subject to us, where they were still supposed to be subject to us based on based on um the scripture before that it says. The dread of you should be upon every beast. So the animals were supposed to still be subjects of us, and and we lost that somewhere along the way. We got so far because actually Noah and his sons and everything they were still closer to the spiritual side, you know. So they were able to direct and you know, I mean, it, it was there. They they were still they were still that connected where even God was still able to talk to him directly. That's another thing that, that stands out in this, where God is talking to Noah directly. There is no in-between. There's no need for intercession. He's talking to Noah directly and letting him know what I like and what I don't like, what you can do and what you cannot do. And he even establishes the thing about murder. Do so, shed man's blood by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man, and right there, murder has always been. You know, murder is not God's will because He's letting you know that that um, in the image of God made he man. So people, I've heard a preacher say this before. If you kill somebody, you're killing God, because you're mad at God. You're not. It's not the because you're 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 killing an image of Him, and the enemy has us killing His image every day, and the wars over in the Middle East and over there, and then over here. You know, people always say I I'm on my on my timeline. I'm. I get so I'm gonna to have to unfollow a whole lot of people. But everything is about black power, black this, black that. But my thing is this every day we're killing our we're killing God's image. And for what? You know? And even when we commit suicide, if you're committing suicide, you're killing God's image because you're made in the image of him. So basically you're telling God, I don't like you. I, forget, I forgot who you are. You're not important to me. Therefore, I'm gonna kill what I don't care about and what I don't know. And it's like, but if that's the case, then you're killing God. And that's you, the image of God is, and, that, and I thought that was that was that was something because it's like He let us know, man is in my image, so don't kill him. Don't
5: kill
2: him.
1: That's actually pretty deep.
4: That's actually pretty is that, is deep. That, that when we when we kill someone, that we're killing God, and so it's like subconsciously, because um, you figure when people kill, you know, a lot of times, well, you know, besides the ones that are just totally sick, um, they're they're angry, and so I guess you could, you know, like subconsciously, you're angry with God for the state of your life or the circumstances um, what have you, just like when you when you commit suicide, um, it's used, you know, because something has gone like so vastly wrong in in your in your life and so if it's, you know, when you kill yourself you kill God because, you know, subconsciously you're like angry at him. That that's that's kinda deep.
1: Hold on one second. Do you don't to eat candy this early in the morning. <laughs> you have the candy. If you're hungry, there's some juice in there, right? Then you can eat your bowl of beer, okay? All right. <laughs> it's not moving on through. It has switched officially. The wind's here. It's burning out of the northwest at eight miles
2: per hour. It means the front's
0: moving. Hello?
2: Hello? Yes. Oh, good morning. I'm
0: sorry. Y'all yeah, probably heard my t- television this
6: morning I- I'm trying to get ready to get to the doctor when I came in, I thought about the the Bible lesson that she's doing such a great job with. But you all are really got it going on. But you're right. But if you think about it, if we do kill someone, we are we are killing God's creation. We are killing the one who he says when he says when he created Adam and Eve, he said he breathed the breath of life in it. So therefore, we've taken away that which God has sent into this world to do those things to procreate, to 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 fill the earth, to replenish the earth after the Great Fall, or even after Noah, after destruction during Noah's time.
2: Mm-hmm. So
6: you are so right, and you know I never really followed into that 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 light, but yeah, you 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 don't know, you kind of did something. Not that I killed anyone, but. No. <laughs> Thank
4: you for that disclaimer.
2: <laughs> right, like oh that's fire like, okay, awesome.
6: <laughs> no, you don't have a murder on the on, on on the telephone, not with with weapon or nothing like it. But think about it: how often do we murder someone
2: with our tongue? Mm. Mm. Oh, please,
1: slice and dice.
2: Yeah. And you so know this
1: what even he Come tells on. us that he even judges our thoughts and every idle word that comes out of our mouth. So it's like I I was telling Cynthia, I said, when you really look at everything at you know, in a whole, it's just like, man, you gotta do this the right way. You can't just be offhand because a lot of people be like Well, it was just up and out before I thought about it. But he's telling us that we're supposed to always be mindful of everything about ourselves. We're supposed to be mindful of that. So we can't just be like, oh, okay, I didn't think about it. Sorry. And it's just like sorry doesn't cut it because you should have thought it through. You should have really considered, because he says that a lot, consider your ways. Consider what you're saying. Consider what you're doing. Because that that weighs against you. because because that 'cause that I'm gonna say, Well what were you thinking? I ask my son that all the time now, like, Why did you do XYZ? And he'll go, I don't know. I'm like, that's no longer an option. You have to know why you acted or reacted a certain way so you don't do it again. Mhm. You know.
6: And consider what what harm is doing not mm-hmm. on to you, but to the man, your brother man here, because we got to love each other first.
2: Because mm-hmm. we have a
6: faith God, but the thing is, we have a faith and belief that He knows He exists. And then also consider how, how we offend Him.
2: Mm-hmm. And you
6: know, because we should be beating each other up instead of tearing each other down. And you know, sometimes we just get off with this little pink thing in our mouths. And it just, you know, I do. I'm, I'm guilty, man. Lord. I am guilty. I, that's something that, that I had to pray for. And so now I'm just to the point where I say, you didn't say anything. Well, you know, we we'll think about it. I'm, I'm, I'm reading. I'm studying. I'm, going to, I'm trying to go closer to the Lord. So I'm trying to consider the things that come out of my mouth before I serve. Because a wise man considers that which he before he speaks. Cause so you don't have to speak on everything. Exactly. Some things
1: you just gotta let go and be like, all yeah. right,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: and that's hard. Be like, mm, mm.
2: <laughs> yeah, it yeah. really is. We
6: yeah. really want to just get up a road. Lord, let me get out here for I say something. Lord, let me do something, <laughs> I say something, and then you don't know how you tearing that person down. But girl, with your next sweetheart, you're doing a beautiful job. Well, <laughs>
4: Hey, Felicia. Yes, ma'am, go ahead. When you were talking, this occurred to me when you were talking about, you know, like how um, every animal is for us to eat, but we're supposed to eat the meat well done. We're not supposed to, um, you know, like to eat it raw or practically raw. And it made me think about, um, you know, how there are doctors who say that we have like so many pounds of uh, undigested food in our intestines.
2: But mm-hmm. I wonder
4: if that's more about the people who aren't eating the food cooked, mm-hmm. you know, perhaps that's their punishment for, um, for eating the food raw, that the body won't digest it, and so it just sits there.
2: That's a, that's a good point.
6: Yeah, because if you think about a beef, it takes a whole year for a beef to even try to digest. And not that you're reading your body of all the beef. But then if you think about it, he also tells us in Leviticus that um – in Leviticus, it tells us what meats to eat because we're not supposed to eat anything that splits the hooves and do this or do that, mm-hmm. and even the fish that we eat. I love lobster. God knows I do. I love lobster. I love crabs and stuff like that. And I love shrimp. But the thing is, we're not supposed to fish when it comes down to the things of the ocean. If it don't have scales, we're not even supposed to put it in our bodies.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: And I love catfish now, but. <laughs> You know, not to say that I'm right, but then again, you're right. You're not supposed to, you know, one of my, we want to, I'm going to say this, I'm going to take my shower time to get out of here to block. But the thing is, um, they, I got rid of all of my steak and one of my co-workers said, ooh, that steak gonna be tough. You should get it medium around me. I said, babe, I don't want the, the pink in it. <laughs> I don't want the blood dripping out of it because that's, that's life. The blood represents the life. Uh-huh. And, and, just and I don't want to hear it move. Right. <laughs> I don't want to see anyone across the street, across the street. <laughs> 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 you, you get up and start walking. Come on now, for real. <laughs> but people have, have, have gone and taken things. And put it in their bodies and say it's what consumption. Even they look at the insects, how like people are talking about it's a delicacy and eat bees and locusts and stuff like that. Are you serious? <laughs> well,
2: he said that everything we can eat, I mean,
6: you know. <laughs>
4: well, that's true. Every moving thing that is alive shall be food for you. Yeah.
6: Yeah, that's true. But see, that was in the Old Testament. There was this thing, but that's during the Mosaic time, Mosaic law. But when Jesus came, along, Jesus did away with all those laws and customs and things that was created during that
2: time.
1: But you know what? But that's the thing. He never, he he never said he he was doing away with the law. He was coming to fulfill the law. A lot of the laws, <clears throat> a lot of the laws were to help us remember who we who we belong to. Because the Ten Commandments, okay, the Ten Commandments were, were the it just was supposed to be the Ten Commandments. But if you look at it, just like now, if you have one law, there's like ten thousand clauses in that <laughs> law. Because people are always trying to find a loophole. So God had only ten commands, but when he when, when Moses went up into the into the mountain, God only wrote the Ten Commandments. That was it. Just like with Adam and Eve, he only had one thing, do not eat of the tree. That was it. And all they had to do was remember who told them that and and and, and not worry about nothing else. The same thing with the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments were just that Ten Command, but man, always trying to find a loophole. Well, you said don't covet my neighbor's whatever, but it's not really my neighbor because you know he's down on the street, so he don't live right <laughs> next to me. So, he <laughs> considered my neighbor. So, so God is just like really okay. So, I'm gonna have to go from ten commands, just ten things I don't want you to do. So now we have to expand it to six hundred and some odd things. Knowing that we're all of this is for us to remember, okay, you know what, God loves me enough that He did X Y Z and we still couldn't do it. And we just we got so caught up in, well I did this, that, and this, so if I didn't do this, that's fine. And God is just like, okay, you did all the petty stuff, the stuff that's outside, but you're not even working on the inside. Because the Ten Commandments was the inside thing. You should love the Lord your God with all your, you know, the it was everything God directed. You know, honor your mother and your father. If you honor your mother and your father, you're honoring God. Everything was to redirect you, and the Ten Commandments redirected you to remembering God, and you know, and what he what his standard was. But we just was like, you know. So I can't. I mean, because when you go into the story of, um, go back to the story of Lamech, uh, Cain's son, he was like, well, my my father killed. And God protected him, you know you know, told him that if anybody kill him, he's you know, they'll seventy seven times shall come against them. Well I kill somebody and so therefore I get the same protection. No. So he's letting it be known, no, it's not about you, it's back to me. You know, and we don't, you know, we get so stuck on, well, it's a law. Yeah, it was a law because Yahweh didn't even want to follow the command. You know, and it's just like, and people always say, well, if the commandments are no longer valid. I don't know where that came from. It's, it's just that everything that God put forth, he had to build on because the people kept getting worse and worse and farther and farther away from him. And Christ said, I'm not here to, to annul, he's not here to, to annul the law, but to f- fulfill it, which is to bring us back to God. Bring us back to remembering that God is God. And to let God be God, you know, I mean, think about it, before we decided to give our lives over to him, it was all about me. But once we once we accepted Christ as our Savior, because Christ Emmanuel is God with us, God with us, we remember that God was with us through the, the sacrifice of Christ. And now, because we know that God is with us and He loved us enough, now our eyes go off of us and back to Him. It was never meant for us to it, it was never meant for us to take our eyes off of Him. But when we came, when we got all in self, it, we had he had to he had to make a way to redirect our focus to what was important. What was important is him, and then he said, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, which the kingdom is him, and then everything else is just everything else to be brought back to us.
2: So.
0: Yeah. Do we have any other questions or comments? <clears throat>
6: oh, I'm good for the moment. Okay. Well, you, you know that we can on now. You, when y'all say that, you know we can stretch this thing. It have to be a 10-hour conversation.
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs> but you know what? And since you're saying that, think about it. Look how the addendums that man has added to the law. All these addendums that are was against God's weigh his principle and the desires for man, mm-hmm. okay? And it's just, and it's amazing, okay, uh, even going back to the old times in and, 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 and the Old Testament, look how the men had wives and wives and more wives and a hundred wives and a thousand children <laughs> by different women.
2: <laughs>
6: and the Lord told us, uh, he said, do not commit adultery, Okay, so then, but man did addendums, addendums, addendums. Now, modern-day law says that you can have same-sex marriage, which is okay.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: And so that's where people are getting the laws, even the fact that when the Lord Jesus says that he didn't come to condemn the law but to fulfill the law, mm-hmm. those are the things they're still going against. When they start, man start creating their laws, they start going against the principles and the laws of the land that the Lord has given us to live by
0: yeah exactly and the and the stuff that he wants us to live by was so simple. it was really simple,
1: and we make things complicated. we make it more complicated because of how we feel at the moment. you know how well, I feel this way, what about that, okay. That's why he's you know, and that's the awesome thing about God. He let He let us know at the conclusion, before before this whole Bible was finished. You know, He told us He was like, "I never change. No matter how the world thinks, no matter what the world goes through. Remember, I say the same. My my thoughts, my thoughts, and everything are are sentenced to men. There's nothing, there's nothing I'm going to change in it. <clears throat> I was I was reading this one prophet. Uh, she's a she's a current prophet and she was saying if you hear a prophet and it doesn't line up with the word of god then that's not a prophet it's a prophet p-r-o-f-i-t and so Mm -hmm. i was like oh okay that makes sense because if he because people are now trying to say that god is changing and they're, what they're what they're prophesying, prophesying, prophesying about, like my pastor saying, they're prophesying because it's like it's not lining up with the word of God. This the word of God is, is our is our is our you know our encyclopedia and our dictionary, our thesaurus, and our you know it's all of that rolled into one. And if what you're hearing, you can't find it correlating in the Bible then you have to test the spirit by the spirit, like, okay, how did you come up with that answer? You know? And a lot of times it'll be it'll be totally off. It'll be totally you can't they can't give you anything in the Word of God to back it up. You know? And it's just like, oh I don't have to, I I don't have time. <laughs> I need you to back it up with the word of God. I can I if you can't back it up, I just I don't wanna hear it anymore. You know, it's, it's time out for listening to opinions, you know, that's not backed up in Scripture. It, it, it really is. It's,
6: that's the reason why we need to be careful about who prophesies all of us. Yes.
0: Yeah. Definitely that.
6: Because think about it. If you got a spiritual connection with the Lord, what the Lord reveals, those things to you first.
1: Exactly. And and all 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 the prophet is really actually doing is confirming what God has already told you. And because it, it, yeah,
2: okay, be. shifting yeah. back. <laughs> go ahead, Austin. I'm uh-huh.
1: <laughs> uh, I could go that too. Um. Okay. So, uh, and going on to verse um,
2: eight
1: in chapter nine. um, Excuse me, what
2: book? What chapter?
1: In Genesis chapter nine. Okay. Go on. Okay, and we're going to verse eight, and it says, "And God spoke unto Noah." And to his sons, now he spoke to Noah and his sons. He spoke to all, all four of them. He spoke to the men, and saying, "And I behold, and I, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you, And he established it with every living creature that is with you, of the fowl of the cattle and of every beast of the earth, from all that go out the ark to every beast of the earth. And I will establish my covenant with you, neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood, neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the token of the covenant which I made between me and you, and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. So even up until now, God is saying, I will never destroy the whole earth and the flesh thereof again. I'm not going to do that anymore, okay? Um, I do set my bow in the cloud, and it should be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. So every time we see a rainbow, the the rainbow is, is not for us, <laughs> it's for God. He said, I, need to, I said this before, so it should be a token of the covenant. So it's for him to remember, and it's for us to remember that he will never destroy the earth again by water. You will never destroy the earth again by water. And it says in, in verse 14, And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And this is where it says he's doing the bow for him. In verse 15, And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh and the water shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. And so that's letting us know that, okay, because some people have been like, well, the Lord said he would never destroy, he would never flood, you know, and people won't be killed by floods anymore. No, he said he would never destroy all flesh again. He never said that the, that we wouldn't have floods. That, he never said that. He said, I will never destroy the earth with all the flesh. So, you know, like, Katrina and all that stuff, even if, if it was natural or man made, that flooding, those floodings like in in with the tsunami, all of that was all of that was not like him going back on his word. He said, I will never destroy all flesh. Okay? And it says, um in verse seventeen, and God said unto Noah this is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. And so this is the token of the covenant that he established with the flesh. The covenant with the spirit comes later because it's like he, had, he was trying to bring, he was trying to make sure that he has to touch on all things because the flesh is what started this whole mess us you know, us in the us in the flesh made us sin. So he had to establish a covenant with the flesh. I will no longer destroy your flesh because of the things that you do. Not all flesh will be destroyed because of what you do. And so in verse um going into verse eighteen, and it says And the sons of Noah that went forth of the ark were Shem Ham and Japheth and Ham is the father of Canaan. These are the three sons of Noah, and of them was the whole earth overspread. So again, we're all cousins. We're all cousins. There's really no reason for us to be having issues with each other, but again, because of flesh and pride and all the stuff that's embedded within us as the generations went on, That's the reason why we are where we are today. And it says in verse 20, and Noah began to be a husbandman, and he planted a vineyard, and he drank of the wine and was drunken, and he was uncovered within his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. And so I... I, um, I mean, I wanted to. Let me get this book. Hold on one second.
2: If anybody has a question or comment so far, Mm -mm. okay. Uh I meant to look this up before. (laughs) Happy. <laughs> One
1: second. Because
0: this Okay. <clears throat> All right.
1: So he said he was drunken and he was uncovered within his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his brother without. The nakedness that is being. <laughs> The nakedness that is being spoken of here um
0: nakedness is shame the shame and uncleanness of him being basically being um him being him being drunk and and
1: him being drunk because even in that explains why. He, you know, God says about not drinking until drunkenness. He was drunk and Ham went in and saw his nakedness and then he went out. Basically, you know, that's like you seeing somebody at their worst and then you're going to bring everybody to come and see this person at their worst. And basically that's what Ham did. He saw his dad at his worst and instead of, and instead of, um, you know, doing as his brothers did and, and covering him, you know, and making sure that he was okay, he went to go and tell. Like, hey, look at this. daddy, a drunk, lit up on his mind. And look how we do that now. You see it on Facebook all the time. You see in people who are filming their, their friends and loved ones high on the newest drug or, you know, drunk and instead of them taking care of that person and making sure that they're okay they're filming it and put it on facebook so you're purposely you're purposely trying to put someone's shame out for everybody to see and in doing that you you know this is what happens and Shimonhead and Jephthah took the garment and laid it upon their shoulders and went backwards and covered the nakedness of their father. And their faces were backward, and they saw not their father's nakedness. So they refused to look at the shame in the, you know, him, their father being at his weakest point is basically what it is. Him being weak, to, he was weak at that point. He was drunk, so... Whatever was going on at that moment made him drink excessively, and in that he was just open, and they had to, the, they had to, the, they had the respect for the father, and then that shows you why the, that honor their mother and their father was in the command from the beginning because of situations like this, and so. Um, and Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done unto him. And he said, Cursed be Canaan. And the thing is, because of the seed, it's like, okay, why wasn't Ham cursed? Which was a question that had been presented when I when I saw the study before. And Ham wasn't cursed because it was through Ham... Shem and Japheth, that the covenant was given to multiply and replenish the earth. It was through Ham's seed, so he couldn't curse Ham's seed because then everybody on the earth would have this curse. So he had to curse some. He had to curse that which was not covered under the auspice of God. So he he, he cursed Canaan. And Kanan, I think, was, um, hold on one second. I want to make sure I got this right. Um,
0: I think Kanan was the youngest. Uh, Hold on one second. Yes, Kanan was the youngest. So he, he he cursed he cursed Canaan
1: instead of Ham, and the curse was a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem and, and Canaan shall be his servant. God shall enlarge Jacob and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. And Noah lived after the flood 350 years, and all his days were 950, and he died. And so that shows you with Canaan, he was always going to, Canaan and all of his descendants were going to be servants, all of them. That was the purse that that, um, Noah put on his son. Now, the awesome thing is, is that these particular curses are no longer valid after Christ. So every generation up until Christ, whoever was under the, the bloodline of Canaan, they were always to be servants. But if we go by the, the um, if we go by the sacrifice that Christ did for us, excuse me, we are no longer under the curses that were spoken in the Old Testament. And there were a lot of curses, a lot that and that shows you how, you know, in anger, you know, there was no forgiveness, you know, and it's just like, okay, but in his in in God's And in God's grace and mercy, every curse that was spoken into a bloodline can be stopped by accepting Yeshua Christ as Lord and Savior, accepting God as our Heavenly Father. Those things are are needed for, for us to have, you know, for us to be blessed instead of cursed.
6: Second like question. Yes, sir. Um, by him looking at his father's nakedness, to seeing his father's nakedness, even mocking or whatever it was.
2: Hmm.
6: do you think that I, this is in my mind? I'm I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, anyone who who's speaking. But
0: if.
6: By him looking at his father's nakedness, don't you think that was an introduction of lust for the same-sex flesh?
2: Yes. yes.
1: That's ability. And then, again, that goes back to, you know, like I was saying before, you know, at the start, like, you thought everything was fine, you know, you're like, okay, God created the covenant. He said He would no longer destroy flesh, and it's just like now, it's like peekaboo. I'm still here. You know, it what what you thought would have been destroyed is still here. So sin was still there. So could this have been where, um, yeah, the homosexual, the the lust of the of the same sex came about. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised because it's like the lust of the eye was still there. And then we like to see a train wreck. So all of that is in that one simple act. You see how powerful one simple act is? Like, and he, you know what, and I'm not even going to say that he did it, you know, in malice. You know what I mean? Just just because he thought it was funny. I mean, again, how many times have we seen a situation and we laugh at it, and then we include somebody else in it, not knowing how that would affect the person that we're, you know, that we're we're we're, we're chuckling about or laughing about. You know, and and man. I didn't even think about that when you know after,
4: I think uh, we talked about that on the on the call before,
2: yeah. I, I
4: kind of remember us us talking about that um you know that that was you know a possibility of what happened when it you know like when Noah awoke and he knew what his youngest son had done to him,
1: yeah,
4: um, yeah, I remember us having like you know
1: like a big discussion about that. But you know what? And, that, and the part that trips me out is they all had wives. That's why I don't understand why he even was there. You know what I mean? So that means even you—he was out of order. It just just that just in that one section, how much? See how far it was just wrong. Like you had a wife, you have a wife. Why would you be in your dad's tent? Mm-hmm. Why would you, why would you even have to go in there? For what? You basically have your own house because my thing is you, you're you're living with your wife, so why you know and it's just and that goes back to so many other stories of being out of order in the wrong in the place where you're not supposed to be is where sin will come. Oh, yeah. Exactly where you're not supposed to be.
4: But you yeah, have the same thing going on now, where you have men who have wives, um, and who are out of order, um, so to speak,
1: with with other men. Exactly, and then you know when you ask it, you know, when you when you hear them talk about how it all started, it all started where they were not where they were supposed to be, like mm-hmm. I, you know, and it's just like okay, so when you went there. You went there, and you knew you were supposed to be there, but you went anyway. So now you're caught up in you're caught up in this in this lifestyle, you know. And it, and a lot of times it's not even them; they just they were in a situation that wasn't supposed to happen, you know. And it's just like okay, you know, it, it's just oh Lord,
4: which supports my theory. I just feel everything is a choice. Okay, because God gives us free will. And yeah. so when you are, I mean, you know you know, when you're about to do something that you should not be doing, you know you shouldn't be doing it, okay? And for whatever reason, you do it anyway, okay? But you made a choice. So when people say, you know, it just happened, eh, now it really didn't because you always had a choice at some point in time. You could have turned away. You could have said no, you know, so a part of you wanted to participate, uh, wanted, to, you know, certain things to happen or whatever the case may be, so don't blame it on it just happened.
5: And
4: it just happened because you let it happen.
1: Yep. And that is one thing that people are really quick to say, you know, especially like if they have, a, you know, someone who has an affair. hmm well, we were drunk. Okay, what does being drunk have to do with you making the right choice? You know, it was like you you saw where that was going even before you started drinking. But they think you use the drinking as, as the scapegoat, you know. And, and while somewhere
4: go. getting drunk... Where you might, you know, like lose control or whatever. If you're gonna do that, then you should have been home. Right. If you're gonna drink in excess, then you should be home. You know, don't liquor. Um, and I, I, I really hate that, that. That just comes from growing up with an alcoholic, though. But I, I hate that, you know, excuse. I was drunk. No, that just that was just absurd. I don't, I don't want to hear that. You know,
6: as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Think about it. And that's when, we, by you drinking excessively, that's where a lot of sin enters in you. Whether we take someone alive, whether we rape someone, whether we commit same sex relationships, whether we, or just whatever, either go so far into the worst of worst, you blaspheme against the Holy Spirit or God's name. Or all of this stuff comes in a place with being drunk. And you know, if, 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 if you think about it, when God destroys the earth, I was with the water. he basically wrapped, he he washed away all of those sins that man had previously committed. With the angels falling and come to earth and taking on the form of man, and when men saw having daughters and saw that they were famous and started having children with them and giants came about and, and all those reconnips and things of that nature. God took it away. But that shows you this how powerful I'm not giving Satan any any credit. But it shows you how the spirit of of, of the the, the uh, ungodly Still rode the earth because he got off into hell. Mm-hmm. You know, because he basically purified the earth again when he destroyed, destroyed the earth with the with the war. And so that was that 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 that, that, that this little spirit there was in him. And he's I don't know what he did because his father. To, to do what he did. So I know he, he looked at it and saw his nakedness and he said, saw that, but then again, you're supposed to have been made whole at that time. And of course, another thing to me, maybe not to you all, just because we are trying to walk a godly life, we cannot expect our children to follow our claim. path, because you know, our, our children always will be able to do something differently for what we we choose to do, just like we do something differently, what the Lord has called us to do, should never did these thoughts in sin. But thank God, God, for Jesus who, who died on Calvary's cross, that we are able to go back and repent of our sin and repent and turn away from it, not to just think for this moment, you know, when I do it again, I'm going to do it again, I'm going to do it again, and do, do, do it again. I'm talking to Arcee, nobody else on this life, nobody's all young all do a straight line. But each and every day I fall short, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to admit to that. But but the struggle is so great. So thank God for Jesus, that the mercies that He's given us each and every day is brand new mercy. Because so you know we have something. Now thank God I'm not drunk, but I like I'm with that tongue. You know, because I get angry. especially a one of those children that come to me. So, baby, some thoughts go through my head. I promise you, it's my class. And Tim, and, and, and I, I hate to say it, Tim, yeah. Sam, Sam but, um, and Morgan saw that when I came to visit me at my uncle's house. When I saw something that didn't... That I didn't agree with. They were like, ooh, your eyes, your eyes, your eyes, your eyes. They pointed that out to me. And I didn't realize that my eyes could speak, speak a lot of words just the way I look. And in my mind, I'm like, why will not they go sit down and be on my nerves blah, 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 blah,
0: and doing the most? But anyway, go ahead, go ahead. Oh. Good morning, folks.
1: Good morning, Sherry. How are you? Renee. Okay. Good morning, y'all.
3: Good morning.
1: I'm a quick creeping out on mute.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: okay. Um, I was
1: careful what you all were saying. Especially about people going into places where they know they not ought to go,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then even for some of the um, rebuttals on, you know, for people want to blame alcohol on their actions and stuff like that. But you know, there was, you know, you can look at it for where well, what we have to face is what is our what is our objection for being in those places. What is the main objective of us hiding behind saying of the alcohol or
0: drugs? You because
5: be if, you know,
1: if you know that, I mean, if you're recovering, you already knew what the alcohol was going to do to you
0: anyway, how much you were going to let it allow it to impair you.
3: But what is it for where it took you there in the first place? I mean, because it is some places for where,
1: you know, once you have overcome that, it is some times where you can go back in and try to pull other, you know,
0: give them the invitation to let them know, hey, here's a door over here to get them of this. But that person also knows if they're recovering from
1: that, that if they go back over there too many more times that they can easily get pulled back into it. So it now comes down to the point of what was their main
0: objective for being in that for being in that arena.
1: A lot of times it's a a lot of times it's basically
0: about
1: um, something triggered. I know I have a a friend who is uh, are recovering, I can't say I don't like that word. She is delivered from addiction. Mm-hmm. She's trying to, she's working, God is working on delivering her from her addiction. Mm-hmm. And with her, sometimes it's a conscious thing and sometimes it's an unconscious thing. She has to, a lot of times people don't know what their triggers are. They don't know what triggers them to go back to what they've been trying to get out of. I mean, and they go, but it also goes back to living consciously. And a lot of times we, we react before we think about it. I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, you guys got to start pausing. There's a time that you, so you every time before you say or do anything, if, if something affects your emotions, you need to pause breathe through it before you say or react to something. And it gets gets to the point where it becomes automatic, but you have to do that. And a lot of times the people who are addicted have always been addicted because they use the addiction to get away from a situation or circumstance. So maybe they were using the addiction because they were abused or Maybe because they were going through a depression, or they just it, it felt good at the time, and they just it just they got hooked. Whatever it is, that is now their go-to. That is now their go-to that they do to um to numb themselves. So oh, I'm stressed. Oh, this and oh, all that. And so when it comes to my friend, her thing is she gets into high. She might get into a high stress situation. And even though, even after she tries to work through it and it doesn't work, she finds herself back where she's been trying to get, where God has been trying to deliver, is delivering her from. Right. And, but it's not on purpose. And so there's no way for her, and she even, even, after everything is said and done, she'll even say, I didn't mean to go there. Right. So, but,
2: but if, that's, that's why I, that's why I had that's why I had
1: said uh, what is the objective. It could be it can be an, an, an unknown a n
0: objective. It can be an objective for where they're in denial.
3: But there is something behind that for where you know, just with the just like with a baby with 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 a
0: security blanket. They have that security blanket up to make them feel secure, but then when they accomplish that, a feeling secure, they don't need that blanket anymore. Well, was the reason why they had the blanket in the first place,
3: and to use the word recovering. Yeah, you can be delivered from it, but if you're still wrestling with that objective, then it's still it's still, it's still going to be a, a fight or a struggle, depending on where you are with it. <laughs>
0: And that's true. But that leads us into um, the
1: recap that I wanted to do um, for everything from creation up until after the flood. And so um, what I did was I I looked up the word sin because we throw around sin a lot. You know, this is the sin, that's the sin and we need to get the understanding of what sin is and um when you look in a regular dictionary it says um sin is a transgression as if you misbehave if you have if you cause an offense um, another one was violating Yahweh um God's will but um when you look up sin In the Hebrew and the Greek, it means um, to miss, go wrong, be absent. It means not being there or forgetting, doing something without being present there. And when you look at um, a lot of the things that God wants us to do, he always says, remember you know, you know, or don't forget, you know, uh, guard your heart, you know, those things are meant for us to, to, to those things are, just, are not just said offhandedly. Those are things that he's saying we need to do. And I didn't understand like, why he keeps saying don't forget. And he, even when um, at the Last Supper, when he said the when Christ said for communion, the communion, do this in remembrance of me. We're supposed to constantly we're supposed to remember all the things that God has done. You know, even looking at the prayers of the of the um the old prophets and, and Noah and Abraham and the prophets and everything, whenever they started praying, their prayers always started. Thank you, baby. Um, their prayers always started remembering the things that God had already done. And so if you think starting at Adam and Eve, they forgot. Even though they talked to God every day, they forgot the one thing that he did say. They forgot. Okay. Now what did they forget? They forgot what he said. They, because when you go back to, um, when you go back to the conversation that Adam, that he was having with the snake, when I say she forgot, she forgot who he was. She forgot that God created her. She forgot that God walked with them every day. She she was so focused. Her and Adam were so focused on this tree and this conversation with the snake. They forgot every, They forgot the love that God had for them. They forgot the provision that God gave them. They forgot because there's no way that you could remember somebody. There's no way you could remember somebody and still do them wrong.
2: Okay, Even but,
1: now, but
3: hmm? didn't both Adam and Eve state what God had told them to do what not to do with that
1: tree before they could that apple. Eve did. Adam said nothing, and that's and that's what I'm saying. It's like he he forgot. He forgot. He was the one that he was the one that God gave the 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 rule to. So there was the the whole the whole forgetting thing. Is just like it's little subtle things. You can forget. You can forget. Um. In your, when you have head knowledge, you for, you could forget something. But if it's in the heart, you will not forget. Because I mean, think about it. Before you got saved, you knew you you had probably read the Bible. But, you know, before you really gave your life over to Christ, you might have read your Bible and everything, and you know the Ten Commandments. Ooh, okay, whatever. And but as you did your, as you grew up. It was just like you forgot about all that. So you were lying. You were doing this and you were doing that. You were doing your own thing. You forgot because it wasn't in your heart. It was in your head. So it was just like, okay, whatever. But once, and I'm just, let me make it me. But once I've actually, you know, I actually turned my life over and said, you know what, for God I live, for God I die. I'm still working on the dying part. But um, my purpose is to continue to do what His will says, and I go by the Ten Commandments. So I make it a point to remember that He doesn't want me to lie. So I don't, I don't just, I don't give my word frivolously. And if I forget, I have, I go back and be like, I'm so sorry, or I, you know, I, I use the word I'll try, or something like that. So I won't lie. Honor my mother and my father. Okay, I try to, you know, before that, I would just get real smart mouth, not not disrespectfully, but just, you know, instead of just doing as I was told, i do it back and forth. You know, us being older, there was no attitude. But, you know, a lot of questions Well, why I got to do it? But once I actually gave my life over, and it was in my heart and not just my head. I was like, okay, even though I think you're wrong, I'm not going to argue with you because you're my father. So it is that kind of thing where it says, but when you're in sin, you forget because the word was never in your heart; it was in your head. And that's where, and that's, and that's also where God said He wanted to have the word because He even understood. Even though people were going by the laws and they were, you know, they, they were doing everything on the outside, he even said, your, you know, it's, your your outside looks good, but your inside is tacky. It's, it's not right with me. I don't want to hear all the stuff coming out your mouth because your heart, it ain't nowhere near me, and that's the sin because... The sin is you forget you you're 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 it's all in your head, and then you start seeing other things. You're, you the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. All of that throws your mind off of the will of God, and that's when sin comes in and takes over, or you let it take over, or you and you and sin are friends
0: however you want to word it. it. It still comes out to be the same thing. I'm with you, Felicia, because, I, I, you know, and it's to the point.
6: As I, I develop and I get closer and closer each and every day with my walk, I even tell my principal, I say, you know what, I say, I'm so crazy. He said, why do you say that? I said, because if I do something, I'm so crazy, and knowing that it can cost me of great detriment to my life or whatever, I say, I own up to it. So I ain't going to lie about it. I say, because what going to profit me to gain the whole wide world and lose my soul?
2: Mm-hmm. You know, because
6: that's the thought that I look at. And so you have to be, and if I can't trust your word, I can't trust you. Yeah. And so, like you said, when that thing is planted in your heart, it's going to come up before it even come out your mouth. Mm-hmm. That, that It's going to come back to your remembrance before it come out your mouth because what's in your heart are the issues of life. And you're going to speak those things that come out of your heart. So a lot of times when people say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm not so quick to say, I forgive, I accept your apology, and I have to because that's, that's what I have to do, and I'm supposed to forgive you for it. But then again, when you come to me the next time, I can't trust you so much because you said that before, and you're doing the same thing again.
0: But I'm so glad God,
6: God is not like me because if that's the case, all of us will be condemned to the
2: death. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know, that's a, a really
1: interesting um Point you just made, Arthur. I'm so glad that you're able to be on. You must be on spring break.
6: Uh-huh. For two days. i got to go on a workshop to Tennessee come Wednesday, so I'm going to utilize oh. my two days. Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. But it's so true. You know,
1: um, I've been this is this has been the most bizarre two months of my entire life it's just been so bizarre, like
4: wow,
3: and um, there's so many things that have been happening spiritually, and I know now, well, I knew it before, but I really, really, really really know now
1: that God removed me. That he released me from that position and my job, so he could reposition me.
3: Um, that's really interesting. He 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 removed me from my position so he could reposition. say
6: um, that.
2: Say there.
6: Read that.
1: You know, and it's and and I didn't. It's like you don't before something happens. You don't always know, right? You don't. I didn't know when I went to work on a Thursday that that would be the last half of the day I would ever be in that building. It was like I was violently snatched. Um, but I can honestly tell you that the growth that I've experienced in this last six weeks, it never, would, I don't think it would have, I can't really say never because I don't know, that I can honestly tell you that I do not believe that it would have happened this way if he had not released
0: me. Um, And just, and then the people that he's, you know, placed around me, he's revealed so much to
1: me about my past and about situations that have happened, people that have been in my life, things that have been done to me that I knew nothing about, things that were happening about around me concerning me that I knew nothing about. He's revealed so much about my assignment, uh, about my calling, just so many things just in this period of time since he just set me down. And, um, you know, it's crazy because at first I was telling Alicia, girl, I think this is too much. Like this is just too much. This is weird. You know, it's too much. Um, but
2: but I
6: you're am huh? Yeah, but the thing is, now that you're sitting down, you gonna see who your right. provider is.
1: Right, man. Oh my. Oh my
3: God. And the things, and I'm gonna tell y'all something, man. And I'm sure you've experienced this, but you know, this is just kind of the the new person. The things that he will reveal to you. The
1: things that he will allow you to see when you are still is something else. It's something else. And, and some of it you don't want to see. You're like, ooh, ugh, did I have to know that? <laughs> did I have to see that for real? God, for real. But, but he's, and then you, and then, you know, your eyes will be open to. So many things and people that you missed before when you were moving so fast. You know, when you were just moving fast. So much we missed. And, um,
3: wow, I, I don't,
1: I, I, you know, I mean, since then, I never would have, for instance, uh, one of my cousins, and I don't mean to keep you on top all day, but I just have to share this. You never know what people are going
3: through. And what people, you know, may be experiencing and what they might need to hear. So I just want to share this just, I don't know, in case. But I even
1: ended up connecting with uh, one of my cousins that I haven't talked to in like 20 years. Um, And, you know, coming to find out some of the things that she's been through and, she now is a minister, and she now—oh my God! So many things that she experienced right when we were together as children
3: and teenagers that I didn't even know she was going through right up under my nose, like right in front of my face. I didn't know she was being abused. I didn't know her mama was on crack and beating the hell out of her every day. I didn't know because when she came to church, she looked like that. So I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? oh, my God, and so just sharing with her and um, seeing, you know, who she is and she's so strong and, like, now she's one of my biggest supporters.
1: You know, I don't know what I would do without her. So it's, it's just, I guess what I'm saying is if he, you know, sometimes he'll sit you down and if he does, don't fight it. Don't fight it like I was trying to do. You know, because he will do that
3: to open up doors for you, to open up your eyes so he can see, to show you the error of your ways, to do some house cleaning, to to show you some people around you, to some folks that need to be there, some folks that don't need to be there, some habits that need to be there, some habits that don't need to be there.
1: He will show you all of those things if you are open to it. And if you are obedient, so that's just my testimony for today.
0: Thank you for your time. Okay.
2: Then yep. Been
0: there,
6: done that. Have been on my job, thinking everything was all right,
3: and uh, thinking
6: tears coming. Doors been shut in my face right there at the at the interest of my tears, but the Lord removed my foot from there because He does, That's not what He wanted me to be. It was a temporary assignment. And sometimes we get so caught up in our jobs and all these things are what we our have and have not, and we forget to get our, get our focus and we don't re- reflect on that, who is re- relevant in our lives. And so mm-hmm. the Lord sent you there for a season to bless at that time. But when he opened up the doors again, he's going to bless you mighty again. And so they just to get us to no, know, because sometimes we, we think of we have because of our job, and we have because of our father. Yes, Lord.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: And so when he get blessings, can't nobody pluck you out of his hand. But that's what we have to realize and remember. Provision is made each and every day because of the mercies he gives us. It's not because of our families, who we love so much, not because of our children, who we love even more so than our families, it's because of the man who created us. And see, we get off post. One of my best friends, she's gotten her master's in HIM. She has always worked from high school in medical records. She started working there. And so many doors have been shut in her face. But the Lord kept her off her job last year to take care of her father, her father-in-law, her daughter, and, her, and all those people around her. And do you know the Lord, even though she's not working now, do you know by her faithfulness, and she's been offered several jobs but she turned them down and said, no, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this. Do you know the Lord opened up and blessed that baby? I promise her she if she's not a millionaire she's so close to being a millionaire plus and, and hadn't hadn't lifted a finger in a year so God still provides just know that if she says always she's an author and she said she would always tell me long before we got on this call she said I'll tell my boss she said and I, I adopted that thing. this is the source of the Lord gave me to provide for me for temporarily. She said, because my provider is up above, not you. And I started holding on to that, holding on to that, holding on to that. And it has come to be so true and relevant in my life. Those very words, my provider's up above, not here.
2: Mm-hmm. This
6: is just the way that I can make my ends meet. And it's, and then when you when you sit down and you don't know how your next meal or next bill gonna be paid, then you can see the glory of God moving your life because it's your needs are all being met.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: And that goes for anyone on this call who's going through. We all are going through, but that's why everybody.
2: Okay, well. and so we got
6: to keep our, our attention focused on him, not these jobs, not this worldly stuff because mm. the mark of a mm. higher quality. Mm. Mm.
3: You know what? That is so true because <clears throat> one thing that I realized when I was talking about this uh, yesterday, I think it was yesterday or the day before with my cousin and I was just saying that truly, you know, you know how in the beginning of your walk and wherever that walk is, right? Wherever we are, it
1: goes through stages for all of us. And you know, you kind of, you know, you kind of in it, and you kind of not.
3: You know, you go to church, especially those of us who, you know, didn't have a choice to go to church. You go to church your whole life, you know, whatever. But you're in it. You're not. You're you no know, kind of straddling the fence and all that. You're kind of doing your own thing. But then you're doing a little bit of God's thing. You know what I'm talking about. Uh huh. But there comes a day when you
1: you really do have to decide. You know, say choose Jesus Day. You have. There's gonna come a time, and that's something that I learned that you
3: have to decide what it's going to be because there will come a time when you you will have to choose when the when when um. Your circumstances will dictate that, okay, I can't keep straddling this fence because this fence is about to break. I have to decide which way I'm gonna do because the half half doing it ain't gonna work. The half doing it is
1: not gonna work. You gotta be all in or all out, which is it gonna be.
3: You know, and that's something and because things will change when you just, when you make a definitive decision either way. But think about how
6: many times we have given our job our one hundred percent and given God only five one percent.
2: I'm so, What did you say, Arthur? Think
3: about how many give jobs one hundred percent and only giving God one
6: percent. Oh, right.
3: Yep.
5: If we won
6: the church. We to church because it was our obligation. Because we were made to do it. Because that's what we thought we
0: were supposed to be doing. But we have a church right now. That's fine.
2: right.
0: Amen. I, I had asked, I had asked the. Uh,
1: at church yesterday, I said, "How much time do you, you know?" And they sound just like an adult because we, you know, we're, we're we are we do the same thing. And I said, like, "How much time do you give God a day?" You know, because one of the one of the um one of the guys were like, you know, sometimes he doesn't, you know, sometimes he doesn't know, you know, if he wants to, it's like he said, well, how did he say it? He said, I believe in God, but sometimes I don't know. I just don't know, you know. And I asked him, I said, well, how long, you know, how often do you read your Bible? And he was like, well, I don't. I'm like, okay, how long do you, how often do you pray? And he was like, well, you know, um, he said, I'll say the Lord's Prayer sometime and then that's about it. I said, Okay. I said, So you're not reading your Bible and you're not talking to God so how old do you think you are going to be able to get stronger in your relationship with him? You know? And their whole thing is and just like just like man does, they they you know, we always have an excuse and he's just like but I have to study for this, and I have homework to do, and, you know, and it's like, but when you talk about going to work, you know, it's just like you you get up and do it. I don't understand. I don't understand.
0: What can we do to change that, though? That's the thing. What can we do to make ourselves give God as much
1: effort in our relationship with God as we do in everything else? And then how do we pass that information on to everybody else?
4: I think it's a matter of, you know, you can inspire someone, but you have to motivate yourself. Um, You know, even in in sharing your story in that, um, you know, because everything everything is about timing, and some people aren't ready to receive it when you when you share it. Um, and it doesn't mean that you shouldn't share it um, because it's something that will sit in their in their subconscious for a while. And at the right time, you know, it's, it's a seed planted. That's what it is. It's a seed planted, and at a particular moment in their life, they're going to remember the things that you said. Um, you know, you you really do have to, um, you have to motivate, just like with everything else, you have to motivate yourself to do what it is that you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it, and you have to take responsibility for that. You can't um, blame it on other things or other people because that's your responsibility. You know, Um <clears throat> I just don't I don't think that there's a way that you can uh, necessarily make someone else do it. All you can do is inform them and share with them your experiences and hope that perhaps something will click either now or in the future that will help them to to get on their path. Okay.
6: Well if you think about it. Think about us. I don't know where you were before you started this call. If it had not been for the invitation extended by Sam to invite us to this community, <laughs> we have taken on the initiative to, to um, start a call like this. God is, such, God is such a perfect gentleman, and I always say that. Because he's not going to force himself. On the woman. And he's going to call you when he knows that the fruit is right for the picking. He's not going to pick a fruit that is not right. Yeah. And he chose us at this appointed time because we was right. And Mm -hmm. so, therefore, we can't worry about where they are in their walk. Uh, what if it's going to take to get them to their destiny. But in God's timing, He's going uh,
0: Hello. Hello? them. come screaming, walking,
6: biting, cussing, cussing, doing all those things. But in His timing, it's going to be right. And until those people develop a zeal and a love for God and a personal relationship, a personal walk, desire, personal walk with him, they're not going to come. They're going to do everything else because they're enjoying what the world
0: has to offer. hmm
2: hmm
0: Like, I- I'm struggling right now, and, and
6: God knows that I-, I stopped doing what I'm doing and they're smoking these doggone cigarettes. I ain't got to go ahead and take no pulmonary function test because I'll be able to breathe like I'm supposed to breathe. I know it's tearing down this temple that I want the Lord to come and live in, but I'm praying for deliverance as of this point from this addiction. That's the reason why I said when I'm talking to, the, to, 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 to nobody but me, I'm talking to nobody but me.
2: Because
6: mm-hmm. I know... Where I what I should be doing, but I, those things that I should be doing I don't do. But those things that I I shouldn't be doing, that's what I choose to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Hello,
2: well,
1: and you know we're still you know every day we're still you know fighting that because you know especially with like addictions because addictions there's so many you know a lot of times we think about addictions as something you know. Of substance, or you know, you think alcohol, uh, drugs, gambling, you know. But addiction, an addiction, is anything that that you do that is compulsory. You know, it's something that you do to feel another void. And people don't know that you know even a negative attitude is is, a, is an addiction. Talking about people and gossiping is an addiction. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's so many addiction that people have that don't even realize it because you know, we kinda of put addiction
4: in a in a box.
1: I mean, you know, being an enabler
4: is an addiction.
1: You know, anytime
4: that you enable you know, you
1: constantly enable other people to do things or to mistreat you, you know, when it's over and over, that's an addiction. You know, um being judgmental. You know, being judgmental and criticizing,
4: that's an addiction. Anything that you do all the time
1: that is compulsory that you can't stop you know, in and of your own volition is an addiction. So we all, all of us, you know, have
3: something. It may not be the exact same thing, but all of us have something. You know, even being depressed becomes an addiction. It becomes a
1: crutch. It's a go-to. You know, all of that stuff. It's just you know. Sometimes it's the stuff that we don't like to talk about, but it's the truth. Mm. You know, it's the it's the truth, man. But we we all are struggling to be delivered from you know some something something. Yeah. Cause nobody has it all the way right.
2: You were beautiful, beautiful Yeah.
1: But the beautiful part is that God is that God acknowledges our efforts. He knows when our heart is in the right place and he knows when we are trying, we just need a little bit of help, when we need a little more Jesus, right? As Mary Mary says, he knows when we need
3: that. And that's the great part about it that's different from the way men operate and see, that's the reason why we get on
6: this call now, because the Lord is substituting some of those addictions that we normally would have for the, the addiction to thirst for His food that is convenient for right. us. So now you've yeah. got we've gotten addicted to the food that that's convenient for us. Because mm-hmm. this morning I, I said, mm. I said, ain't no prayer call or nothing. I said, oh, but somebody's doing the Bible study. Let me try to get on here. Let me see what I can hear.
2: Let me see right. what I can
6: get for myself to get a little food, because I got my stomach empty. Now, the only thing I got on my stomach is medicine, knowing I shouldn't have even taken the medicine without taking the food, eating any food. But when we get that addiction for, to, to develop, to, to, to eat up the food that he has prepared for us, then mm-hmm. those other addictions are, mm-hmm. are,
2: uh, are mm-hmm. going to
6: take, take root.
2: Mm-hmm. So now that mm-hmm. we getting
6: this addiction, it's like you all can't get, y'all can't spend missing this call. You feel like you'd have missed your life.
2: Okay.
6: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you know, I'm trying to prove that, yep. obviously. Yep. You, it, it's an addiction. It's an addiction, and no matter how long the call is, even if we on our jobs, we gonna try to sneak oh they a fan, so mm-hmm. I got to get away. Give me a – oh I gotta I gotta go get a bathroom break. Uh, uh, probably ain't even gotta get no bathroom break, Lord. We done lie. But we gotta get in a break something.
2: Uh, <laughs> you
6: know we done lie. <laughs> that reason why I rush those children in the classroom, run, go to UA or whatever you go to A U Whatever you mm-hmm. call it, run, 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 run. But then <laughs> my students that got addicted. They, daddy, got a habit of knowing I'm like, You ain't on your pro call.
2: You ain't mm-hmm. on your pro call.
6: So they, that addiction <laughs> is so contagious and it's so mm-hmm. effective <laughs> that mm-hmm. they've gotten addicted to hearing me on my pro call. And if I'm not on my pro call, they want to know what's wrong.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. 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 Hey, but
3: um, huh? I said, mm-hmm, I understand.
6: Our food at our spiritual table. Yeah, it, the food he prepares for us.
2: Yes. You want
6: his food? You don't want the the food we put on our tables ourselves. You want his food because even when I find myself, and I don't know about you all, because I don't know how you all eat. Your eating habits are, but I've never been a big, big eater. That's because I'm a thin person. But when I get his food, I can find myself out of Miss breakfast, out of Miss lunch. I might get a little something to throw in my mouth for dinner, but I want to have this food because it's convenient for me. It's right for me. It's fitting for me. It's healthy for me.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
6: For that, you would forever have your napkin folded for him. Mm. Uh, I'm going to keep my plate clean so you can add a little bit more. Now, but like I said, you ever yeah. have your napkin folded for him?
3: Yes. Right. Because you, go, you, you go, are go, you and you like some more. Yeah. Uh,
6: and, and, and better than that, you always got a place at the table. And you, no, he always got a place at the table for us. Right. So you you're will better. attend that, that 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 banquet that he has for us. Right. This right. here. It's filling us up. It's making us stronger in our walk. Even when we've fallen short, he's making up for the ground because God knows we fall short each and every day.
2: Yes. Yes,
1: Lord. Lord.
2: You see, the
6: Lord opened, opened hand for Lisa to teach that lesson this morning and for us to to fellowship and to, to partake of that message and to share off of that message because he knew exactly what we need to do. He's showing us a little bit. This is how this is happening. This is how, He can't give it to us all at one, like Sam said yesterday on the morning um, thing before I went to church. He was talking about the fact, you think, well, i have read the Bible two and three times. Like, I have, too, and I'm not confessing that I am a scholar at the Bible. I'm not even saying I'm a scholar at science, something that I have matriculated in for X number of years. But every time I read it, he gives me just a – he ain't going to give me more than I can i can handle.
2: Mm-hmm. He's going to give me
6: just enough to, so I can get a little bit there. He's going to feed me just a little bit more. You can't take but a mouthful, boy. Don't you try and eat the whole plate right now? Exactly.
4: And then in our walk, we'll see that he will prepare it. Of course,
6: all the time.
3: Different ways in order for us to get the understanding for what he wants us to get out of it.
6: You're not ready right now, Arthur. You're not ready right now, Arthur. You're not ready right now, Arthur. You're not ready right now. You're not ready right now, Felicia, Renee. Or whomever else is, who's on these calls or whatever, you're not ready to get it all right now. I'm just giving you a little bit. Paint this and see how you like this. You know. But the thing is, you know what the struggle is with me? When our eyes, when he reveals those things to us that he wants us to know right then. What is it? How accepting or how. Willing are we to accept the criticism and the chastisement and the punishment that he has given to us or whatever he reveals to us? You know, uh, is, is this going to make you walk a little bit different now that you know this? But that's when we give it to us, we got to go and pray, Lord, I saw a short right here because I looked at this portion of the nakedness and I've seen what, what this sin has introduced into my life. Now I need deliverance. That's where we got to start praying on it. Start praying on it. Start praying on it. Lord, I drank of this cup right here, and I got drunk off of this, and I saw what, 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 what how I offended you, how I offended my brother, how I offended my soul and my life. And, Lord, now I need deliverance for it. Like I, me, crazy me. Arthur, you know these cigarettes ain't good for you. Lord, I'm praying, I'm praying, God, and I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm trying, God. I know I'm trying. <sighs> Will you take it away from me?
3: Yes. 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 Also, do you, um, do you have a hospital nearby that treats people for COPD or either for lung Maybe disease? What, yeah.
2: What do you think I'm going to now? They say COPD. Yeah.
6: Yeah, what do you think I'm going to now? I'm going to go and breathe in this barometer right now. Who can you put the fire on? Oh, try <laughs> okay.
2: and you know, pay, pay.
6: And thank God that it hasn't taken the, the, that, that 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 hasn't taken full root in my in all over me.
2: Uh-huh. And
6: and and the thing is, and a lot, like I said, I'm looking at the fact. I think that's the reason why I try to substitute one addiction for another addiction. My mildews and my sun kiss orange and my, my sneaker bars and my paydays substitute me for smoking cigarettes. And okay. they keep me from smoking cigarettes. And oh I'll God. go for well, 13, 14 hours and try to and do that. But then when I do that, the blood sugar is high I've never have been diagnosed as a diabetic. Last time I went there, they said, Your blood sugar's so high, that's because I've been eating all that doggone this. Now, what kind of candy you you eating? Sneakers and paydays <laughs> and drinking you know. those. Well, I tell you what, you fast off this for so and so, so and so, so and so, so and so, okay, whatever. I'm going to do what you say, do. You know, but you got to
1: put that right? this type of stuff. you got to pull out the big guns because I
3: know I was going to ask you guys to be in prayer with me. As I go on um, a fast from today to Sunday. Now I've never done anything like this because I never had the discipline before. But some things I'm, I just I just choose. Notice I say choose not to have the discipline to see through. But um, my cousin is leading uh, me on a fast uh, from. 7 a.m. to sundown every day from now until Sunday. Now, let me tell you why that's why that's interesting, is that this is spring break week. And you know spring break week, you travel,
1: you eat foolishness all day. That's when you just have fun, you go in. So...
3: For me to <clears throat> undertake this right now is, is, a, is a big deal because I have children around me. My babies are at home. You know, my niece is here. If nobody was here, it wouldn't be a hard thing because they wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have to see you know what I mean, like baby
1: at school. Right. So, um, you know, this is a really big, because my stomach, like right now I'm used to eating breakfast. I eat like clockwork every day. I always eat breakfast. I never skip breakfast. So my stomach is like, hello, remember me, remember me, <laughs> you know. And so having the discipline to just be like, nope, I'm going to go have me some tea.
3: You know what I mean? It's it's, it's, it's something. But um, this is one of those times when the rubber meets the road. When right. When at a certain point you have to come off a simulac and you have to Start eating table food. You know you gotta have mama mash up some greens and some macaroni. Let me start talking about food, but you get the point, <laughs> right? You know it it gets
1: to a point and it's t- and I and it's time because what is happening, what has transpired, and what I know is transpiring now, and the things that he that lie ahead. I know that it's time, and I know that I better learn how to start eating some table food, or you know I'm gonna still be on milk you know,
3: trying to uh, trying to do some, some things I'm, that the milk is not going to be able to sustain me for. You know, so
1: it's, it's wow. Sometimes, I, I you know, the rubber really does meet the road.
3: And, and you got to have, you know, got to grow up. That's just my own, you know, what I'm experiencing for my own self. But okay, I'm so- sure that, uh-huh.
1: Okay, so basically you're saying, because I know for us to understand I have about milk, is that it prepares your body for a certain amount of time to get it ready to uh, prepare to take on meat. hmm So that right. way you have you have a more stronger system to go ahead and perform the functions of digesting that meat so that vitamins and minerals can go where it needs to go in your body to help keep you nourished and sustain mm-hmm. you. The energy.
3: True, but after a certain yeah. time, just like with a baby, after a certain time, that milk is not enough.
4: That's what you I'm know. saying.
3: Right. I yes.
4: more solid food.
3: Right, which is uh, which is interesting for me because. You know, I, I straddle, well, I ain't even, let me quit lying. I ain't even straddle the fence. I just was on the total other side for so long.
1: I always knew where I should be, but I just, for whatever reason, just chose not to do it. So, you know, this is a very interesting place for me because right now I just feel like,
3: you know, the vultures just, man, just, through I just feel like my whole, whatever my old self was, or whatever that is, man. I feel like it just no more, like it has been torn apart, and the buzzards are circling. And so, um, just being remade into whatever it is, but it, it, but in 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 being remade and being repositioned, you know, there's some things, there's some growing pains, there's some things that have to happen. Because you got to face some
1: things and you got to get some things out of you. You know, there's a lot that has to happen.
2: And then and too, because mm-hmm. you know,
1: um, we're all creatures of habit. Right. But as Lord says, as long as we take him on, he cleans us up and makes us a new creature in him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So if we're going to take on a habit, wouldn't it be better for us to take on his habit? Right. And because I was listening the other day, and for me, this is what I've been doing. Because I know people that I'm around, um, they claim they're doing good works and stuff, but then... If you're doing something to help out somebody else and you're sincerely doing it from the heart, okay, it was something that was put on your heart to do, okay, great. But why do you have to come around, turn around, and then talk about that same person you just helped out that you claimed that was put on your heart to help and you're trying to tear them down even though you're not in their presence? To somebody else, and see, and this is trying to make that person
0: look bigger. Well,
1: you know, I've done this, that, because she wasn't doing this, that, and the other. But see, out of that, we got to let that part go. If we saw a need to fulfill a need, okay, go ahead and fulfill that need, but then don't turn around and persecute them to somebody else where they're from, because wherever they were from, that's their testimony to come out and say that, hey, I got delivered. One of God's angels who came down and helped me get away from there, and this is what I've seen a lot of people do, and I would say even at myself, out of being around this, I turn up and begin to open opening my eyes to
2: not doing
1: it. And that right now I get ridiculed of. Well, so you know something here go the thing: if you're gonna do something that was placed on your heart to make a difference, to be uplifting to somebody else, go ahead and be obedient. You don't have to talk about it anymore after that because it wasn't about us. It was just about us being obedient and helping to feel that need of that person. But it wasn't for us to go around and try to make it all about us. And that's where a lot of gossiping and insecurity and self-hate likes
4: to, um, like like to resonate,
1: and then it takes us over to places that we don't need to go.
2: Who that, is uh, it that's doing the fast?
3: Huh?
4: Who is it that's doing the fast? Is that Lisa or Felicia?
1: That's Lisa.
4: Okay. Um, Lisa, it really is mind over matter. Once okay. you decide that this is what you are going to do. Okay. <laughs> and you you are and you mean it. You're serious about it. Okay. This is a uh-huh. you know, I'm going to, to do this fast. Uh-huh. You will be amazed at how easy it is to do. Not that you won't have some some temptation, okay? Uh-huh. But you will catch yourself. Um in January, I gave up all sweet um cookies cakes candies uh mm-hmm. sweet and juices, which I hadn't thought about that when i, when I you know originally you know decided mm-hmm. I was going to pass I forgot about you know the juices mm-hmm. and that right. um i I couldn't have my sweet tea um I mean, you know, none of that stuff, I was like, you know, of course, Pam thought it was funny because um, we'd be out and then I'd be like, well, I can't have it. It's got sugar in it.
3: I can't have it.
4: It's got sugar in it. So we were we were with this one woman and she had offered us some candy and I was like, no, thank you. And she was like, are you diabetic? No. <laughs> 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 that's always the first thing that people think of. You know, if you eat candy, you must know, right. be diabetic. And I was like, no, I'm mm-hmm. fasting. Um, you know, but I mean, and I and I stuck
2: to it.
4: I I stuck to it because I was determined for that entire month. No sweets. What's no a ice whole cream month, huh? for a whole month? For a whole month, and the ice cream mm-hmm. I had did for for two months. Um, mm because i had I was realizing okay, I've been eating an awful lot of ice cream, and um I know that diabetes runs in my family, and I'm really not trying to go there, and I need to prove to myself, um I'm not a big sweets eater as far as like candy and cakes and cookies are concerned, but then when you think about how much sugar is in things as a whole across the board, you do consume a lot of sugar. And okay. I wanted to prove to myself that I could control it, you know, that it's not uh-huh. controlling me. And so I gave it up for a month. And uh-huh. um, it, it, it got better. It got better. The first, you know, the first, like, week or so was rather difficult as I, as I encountered things like, oh, I can't have that either. Oh, I can't um, have that you know, uh-huh. and some of that stuff uh-huh. was actually in my house. You know, if it's not in your house, it makes it easier because you won't go out and buy it. But when it's in the house, that's that's your true test. You know, to have it in the house and then still not eat it or not not
3: ingest it. Right. Because I I'm tell you right now, boy, I had a plate from yesterday, <laughs> and I think I, you know, I kind of sort of forgot that. I had agreed to it, you
1: know, that we had agreed to it. And all yesterday I was like, Yep, I'm gonna put me up this plate with this
3: baked chicken and macaroni and collars. <laughs> I'll put it to full on and put it way in the back. would when nobody find it, I was like, Man, I'm gonna get up in the morning and I'ma max. <laughs> and then I got the
1: text late last night. Don't
3: forget I was like, Oh, 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 oh,
2: <laughs> oh.
1: Uh so, you know, I just
3: have to you know and what kind of you can look at um just uh water and tea.
2: I think I can have water and tea.
1: Water and tea only? I I believe I gotta look at the thing again. I'm probably wrong. It's probably something else I have to look at
3: the um at the at the thing at the um, message. Again, but I know it's, You know, it's not food. I know <laughs> that for sure. You know so, that that is you no know, food
1: because. Mm-hmm. So no, no food until next Sunday. No, 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 no. Just until
3: oh. evening. Okay.
1: It's from sun sundown um, to sun finish. up. Right, oh, I'm sun down to sun up. So you know, I could have gotten up.
3: So theoretically, I can get up and I can have breakfast. You know, if I get up in time. Just it's just from seven a.m until sundown. Um until Sunday, that's all. So well, I can eat, you know, any time between say six and you know, seven the next morning. So it's not totally without food. It's just, you know, breaking the oh, hold that Marie. That just I'm talking. Talking. Good morning everybody. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Hey. Oh yeah, is that Marie? Mm-hmm. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. Are you guys all fasting again? No, I'm not. I was just saying that um that uh, I'm doing a fast with a, uh, my cousin who's a minister. I think there's a couple other people because there's something specific specifically that we're fasting for for me. Um, but you know, by all means, if there is anybody else who wants to join, mm-hmm. then you know, if that if if anybody wants to do it, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with the course for fast. It's just you know that was just something that, that she and I had discussed. But
1: you know, if anybody else has anything that they need to be in fast and prayer over,
3: uh, you know, hey, I, I don't mean to make it a party. And I'm not even just trying to get y'all to do it because I can't eat. I already fast on Wednesdays. I'm good. You're good? Okay. 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 I, did. So, you no, know, I, I mean, me no,
4: this. I fast on Wednesdays. I do a 24-hour fast on Wednesdays.
2: Is that oh, Renee? Wow. Oh, okay.
3: Is that Renee?
4: No, that's, that was Pam.
3: Oh, hey, Pam. Hi, Sherry. Hey, girl. Um <laughs> Oh, I wanted to let y'all know that Louie and I learned something very powerful last night. We were looking through some pictures at home. And for so many years, Louie knew his grandmother was black, but we never had any evidence of it. Well, we um, looked through some pictures in 1936, and there she was, black and beautiful and a great woman of God. She led, her, led Louis's brother David to the Lord as a young young child, but in the family, none of them want to admit that she was there. We looked up on the genealogy, and they've got her born in 1870 and died in 1951, Louis? 51. And the family will not recognize her. None of them will, except for Louis. Except hey, you for Louis. Something. And That's you know something. That's And you look at the lineage on her husband's side, and it goes five generations past. So there's the there's the you know there's there's exactly what it is. There's no history of anybody past her. Wow. Yeah.
0: You know something,
6: and and you know what my sister got killed by the 18 wheeler in 1999. My cousins had to do a research on my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Which was in my great grandmother, and we was my grandmother was told that her her mom was had died at the age of six
2: mm-hmm.
6: and when, when 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 my when my grandmother was six,
2: mm-hmm. But
3: come to
6: find out that her father, who was an Indian, both of them were full blooded Indians
3: wow
6: he wanted to marry someone else, and so he had her put away into a mental institution in Jackson, Mississippi, yeah. and my grandmother went through all those years trying to um and thinking that her mom was dead, but actually she was in a mental institution. And guess when she died? She died in 1986. She was 118 years old. Oh,
3: my God.
6: Wow. And, wow.
3: wow. And,
6: and she never knew. She, and so it was my house they found out, she remembered what her mother looked like, and she remembered her mother's brothers because they lived, Uncle Ben and all those people like that. Right. And my cousin came from California and showed her a picture, Mark's mama, to be un, to be in fact. And she said, who is this, my daughter? And she said, that's my Uncle Ben. She said, this is so-and-so, so-and-so, this is so-and-so, so-and-so. She said,
2: that's my mama. Oh, my God.
6: And my sister, they got killed. Her daughter had just had a baby two days before she she mm-hmm. got killed. And you may mm-hmm. think I'm lying. I can send you a picture of my grand, great-grandmother and her daughter, and they look identical. Very and so it's amazing how people pe- pe- people put people away in their pasts just to try and cover up whatever they don't want to be exposed. Okay. But thank God that God exposed that to Louis, so Louis knows his genealogy, his heritage, and everything else.
3: Exactly, exactly. He's known it for many years. It's just that we never had any uh, evidence, any evidence of it. You know, we we had one picture. But uh, no, no evidence uh, to per se, you know, anything else. But we've gotten like about seven or eight pictures of her. So, yeah, his he said his grandfather on the other side told him when he was a little kid.
2: and he was happy. He was happy. I'm sure
1: he That's the that's the optimist though. I mean, because. Again, I mean, even as we're going through the Bible study and everything, it shows that we are more related than we think. Exactly. <laughs> you know.
3: And, <laughs>
1: and the and the thought that came to me as you guys were talking I was like, Hey, what it'll be all it'll be really tripped out if you go down our lineage. Uh, everybody on this call goes down their lineage mm. only to find out that we're like distant cousins. You know, and they would be like, "Okay, <laughs> you know, because it, 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 you know that's how that's how that's how crazy it is. That's why I don't understand how we are. We've gotten this far. Yeah, there was a there was a young girl that actually did the lineage of all the presidents, and all the presidents end up they're all cousins. Wow, all the way up to Obama, they're all cousins.
2: Wow. Some would."
1: Either through mar- by marriage or by the bloodline, so it's just like yeah. it's that's, that's how interconnected we are, right, but you're looking at what my skin color is that's, that's, that's the problem, yeah, because in the end it's it, it's like we're all the same from exactly. up until the skin, we're all the same, yeah,, you know? and so it's. It's just, it's just, um, it's that that is so interesting? That is really interesting. Yeah, yeah. But um, let me finish this real quick, um, and then we're gonna go back to uh, um, you know, cause it it really ties in. You guys are you talking about um conscious decisions and and things like that, and um, you know, and and addictions and. And what's so funny is that what is part of sin? Sin is an addiction. Sin is a is a thing that you just kind of like let go. You know, you just kind of let yourself go. And when I go, um, I read in Proverbs, Proverbs nineteen, uh huh, and it's Proverbs nineteen one and two, uh huh. And it says, better is the poor that walks in integrity than he that is perverse in his lips and is a fool.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Verse 2 says, also that the soul be without knowledge, it is not good. And he that hasteth with his feet sins. And so without knowledge, again, forgetting, not thinking about it, just doing your own thing, that leads you into sin. But in verse 21, it says, um, there are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. Verse 22, the desire of a man is his kindness, and the poor man is better than a liar.
5: Mm.
1: And then the last is verse 23, the fear of the Lord, the respect of the Lord, tendeth to life, and he, and he that have it shall abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. So when you show somebody respect, especially when you show the Lord respect, you show yourself respect, it's like you, you're you living the revelation I got is like we have to live consciously. Again, I've used that, I say that often, and, you know, you hear other religions say it that don't have a relationship with God. So it's like if they know it, why don't we know it? And they they always say you have to live consciously. You have to live in the moment, not worrying about, because he he even tells us in Matthew, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about how your bill is going to get paid. Don't worry about Think about it. The birds don't. He said the birds don't worry about it. The bees don't worry about it. They just basically know that I'm going to provide. And we have to get into that mode of consciously looking to God And be like, okay, God, you know, this is all about you. And I was thinking about what you were saying, Arthur, about, you know, how you you substitute, you know, your, your Snickers and your Mountain Dew with, you know, for your cigarettes. You try to go back and forth. But, and we all do that. We always try to find something that's the lesser of the two evils. But what if we just choose God? Like, really focused, so, like, it was, and I tried it, and I'm like, okay, Lord, I tried it, it worked, but then going back and being lazy and getting back to self, I stopped. But when I made the, when I would consciously make the choice, like, you know, my thing is sweets, too, so, or, and, and um, anything with bread, so, it's like cakes and, and uh, donuts was always my thing. Thank God he got me off of he got me off of that 'cause I used to could go through anyway, I'm not gonna go into details, but it was it was, it was bad. It was bad. Um, and that's why I'm I'm the size I am now I'm going through the health issues I'm going through now because of the choices that I made. And but what I did was I consciously started saying before I would put anything in my mouth, I would say, Do I really need this? I just ate dinner I just ate breakfast. Or I just do whatever do I really need it? What am I doing it for? and it's in that one that one taking that one moment out of time to consciously think about what you're about to do. it changes the game. It's not how you know you know the 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 health industry and the doctors and everything they are making a lot of money off of us just reacting without thinking first. You know, a lot of things that we have, we are dealing with could have been avoided if we were to have known then what we know now, that we have to make that one moment out of time and say the five Ws, why, what, when, where, and what's the other one, and how, it's like if you, you know, you ask those questions before you do something and take that time out, you after end end all the questions being answered, you'll know, okay, I'm eating this or I'm doing this because I'm bored or I'm upset or I'm sad or somebody, you know, all of these reasons, okay, do I, then the best question is, do I really need this or is there something else I can do or maybe if I say a prayer, you know, those things are those things are so what God wants us to do, especially going to him and asking him to to fix it or you know take a, you know get me out of out of self and back to focusing on god and, and what I have here is um if we look consciously for him by we have to do that by praying by meditating on his word and knowing his word in our heart. And so we won't be able to forget, you know, what he's delivered us from. Because a lot of times, how many people have you, you know, you know personally or have heard of who got delivered from whatever addiction they had, and then something happened, you know, that took them off course? And when you ask them, if you find out that they had stopped praying, they had stopped going to God. They didn't fast. They they just, once they got to a certain point, they got relaxed. And this thing right here, he lets us know, We it, you know, in Scripture he says, be vigilant. We, have, we can't just, once he gets us out of something, we can't just sit back and be like, okay, I'm, I'm good. I don't have to fight. No. Now you have to fight to keep that position, even in a battle when you see the war's you know, and hear about wars that happened before, or even if you see wars on the movies. Once they gain ground, they fought to keep that ground. And as a Christian, we have to we have to get that mentality. I've gained this ground. I've got delivered up to this point. I'm going to have to fight to stay here. Other than that, he can push me back to square one, or even further, and I'll be back to where I started. And and we don't want to go there because then that expends more energy both in the natural and the spirit to regain the ground that we won. And then um there are three types of sin. Um there's imputed, inherited, and personal, but they're all connected. And um it's by because it's it's in the seed. Sin is in the seed. So um, it it's nothing that can be oh it just it just happens no, I mean I've seen kids who are one and two years old who know how to lie, and it's not even though that they it's just it's it's inherited it's basically something that's just already hardwired in our in our in our in our in our, in our system. I mean, how many times have you seen a child break something and you'll be like, you know, Betty, did you break that? And they'll, the first thing they say is they'll shake their head or they'll look at you and they'll just be like, make an excuse or, or something like that. And it's just like, and you look at them and be like, where did you get, what? You know, you, you, you can't fathom how they came up with it. But once you know that that's something that's inherited, that's where that and that's where the grace and mercy of Christ comes from. But we're, we inherit our sin, and so now when we inherit the sin through the seed, we now take something that belongs to another, and that's the glory of God. We take His glory when we when we work in our sin, when we live in our sin and we choose sin over him, and the law was given to help us remember who God is and his standard, but because of our individual sins, our personal issues that we have to go through, um we tend to forget who we belong to, and therefore now we you know we get we forget and we go further and further away from God and his standard. And so by one man sin entered into the earth. By Adam sin entered into the earth. And so for the rest of up until the the time of Christ,
0: God was searching for a man who would stand in the gap. And he says this in Ezekiel Mm-mm. Ezekiel 22 and 30,
1: and he said, "Um, I sought for a man among them who should build up the wall and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. He found prophets, and he found people who would, would speak his word, but he found nobody really that could stand between, you know, that could stand up and 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 get us back in right relationship with him to bridge the gap of our flesh and our spirit to bridge the gap to help us remember everything that we're supposed to remember because that's basically what the prophets were doing the kings that came that we're going to be discussing as we go forward in the studies they forgot who God was you know they they puffed themselves up putting themselves at the at the you know on the throne where God was supposed to be, you know, and so that that's why God gives us grace and mercy. His grace and mercy really helps us remember, you know, that He's the one that 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 did it all, and He does it all daily. Um, our thoughts are not are are not bad in themselves. But it's when we when we dwell in our thoughts that cause us to forget. So the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, that pulls us um, from our focus. And so now we take it takes our focus off of God and puts our focus on things and ourselves. And God needs us to put our focus back on Him, so that we won't. Narrow is the way that we're walking, and if we're focused on him, we can get to the promised land, which is the eternal life. But it's when we walk on the way where we can just, we're just like all up in the sky and looking at the, the chipmunks and doing everything else, and we're not paying any attention. And I had like um, several uh, verses and then i' will I'll be done if you have any questions or more comments um I have ephesians four um twenty six through twenty seven um, I wanted to go there real quick because you guys all- ta- you know, you as you guys were talking, you were actually touching on the these different um things because I thought they are what direct. us are what leads us, and if we are able to fast, and I, you know, going back to that, Lisa, I would love to try that again. Every time Sam says, just do a fast, every time my church does a fast, I'm good, like the first day, maybe two, but then I just, I do, I get lazy, so, or I even try to do yours, Pam, like a 24-hour thing, just because it, it, it helps that we direct our thoughts. Like, if we're focusing so much on food, and the the world doesn't make it any better because they're telling you you have to have five meals a day or, you know, you should look at your food this way and it has to be eaten a certain combination. And so your focus is all on stuff on the outside and not on the inside. So the fast is what really helps us direct our thoughts. And in Ephesians 4, and twenty six it you know, this is about your thoughts as well. It says, um, be ye angry and sin not. Let the sun not go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. And so it's also talking about lying in, in before that in verse twenty five, it talks about lying and speaking the truth. And in in fasting we ha- we have to when we are no longer focusing on what we put in our mouth, but what we put, what we speak out of our mouth, that brings that brings us back into finding out who we are. You know, a fast will let you know who you are. You know, faster than anything else. You know, because you know exactly where your strengths are, and where your weaknesses are. And I know where my weaknesses, and it's just like. Okay, Lord, now help me. Once you find out what your weakness is, you ask God to help you strengthen those weaknesses, you know, help, him, help you to show, show you how to get around those weaknesses. What is it that triggers me to smoke a cigarette? What is it that triggers me, you know, as long as I'm thinking consciously about it, I know I can stop smoking for this 24 hours, you know. And then when you do that, It's like you see your triggers, too, just like with allergies. Thank you, Lord. Just like with allergies. If you're allergic to something and you don't know what it is, what's the first thing the doctors do? They tell you to stop everything. And what we're going to do is we're going to start adding stuff back in until we find out what your trigger is. So that's the same thing maybe you can do with your with your smoking author, and with me with my eating, okay, let's take everything out, and now let's start adding everything back in one thing at a time, and then we can find out what it is that makes you go you know have that urge to smoke, have that urge to pick up that drink, has that urge to you know to go and um to eat something or go shopping. What is it that makes you do that? And once you find it, then you'll know how to counteract it, and you know how to or or how to avoid it.
0: And then in um, Romans eight and fifteen, which is it? In Romans eight and fifteen, it. For
1: ye have not received the spirit of bondage against the fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And that's one thing that we, you know, we don't have to fear, you know, the, the things that we go through. We don't have to fear the sin, you know, that we're still dealing with even though we have given our lives over to God. All we have to do is now living consciously, going to him consciously, and asking him to reveal everything about ourselves. So we're letting God strip that, strip us off like the onion, you know, the skin of an onion, stripping off everything and taking away the layers of and taking us back to our, our original state, our spirit state, and letting us know, okay, Lord, this is, you know, Underneath the flesh, underneath the the, the 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 situations and circumstances and the hurts and the pains, this is who you are. This is the essence of who you are, and that is connected to me. Everything else is just a shell. Everything else is a the protective covering to get you through the world. The world is, is what is what your flesh is dealing with. Your spirit wants it to connect to God. That is that is that that is going to strengthen you to get your flesh under subjection. That is what strengthens us to be able to say, "Okay, God, you know what? I'm bound to this right here. Help me get out of it." And as we let our as we let our our spirit gain strength, we can weaken our flesh where it no longer has hold of us. And then um in Psalms thirty nine and one it talks about um I'm I'm just gonna give the rest of the scriptures. And um in Psalm thirty nine and one that's talking about watch what you say, when you're angry, when you're hurt, you know, a lot of times we forget that our our um our words have repercussions, you know. I mean, it might not affect the person that you're talking about, but if it's a first impression or if it's someone else within hearing of what you're saying, that first impression of you could hurt or hinder you down the line because now they're seeing you for how you are because in that instant you're no longer you. You are your flesh. You know, you're just like, you like um someone walks by and pushes you. If you're not living consciously knowing that you are you are a child of God and you need to let you know not let your emotions take hold of your tongue. Oh if you're living consciously you'll be like, Okay, you know, all right, I'm gonna let that go. But if all you're doing is reacting, sometimes react we, we react how our flesh feels, how our feelings come up, and you know the curse word or a an angry remark or something, and that takes away from your who you are and you know in truth. And your truth is who God is in you, you know. And in Isaiah sixty-one and three, it says we need to watch our emotions, and a lot of times we take on the spirit of heaviness where we're supposed to take on you know, take on the the lightness of Christ, you know, the the depression and um, rejection and isolation, grief, self-pity, all of those things also pull us from remembering who God is. And, I mean, he's never said that we're not supposed to have those emotions, but when those emotions take you away from remembering that God is a comforter, God gives us joy. God gives us peace. Then you're drawing farther and farther away from Him, which makes it so that you cannot hear His instruction, and you won't be able to hear Him when He calls you. In Isaiah 19 and 14, um, perversion, deviation of morals, going against what God has, has, you know, told us what to do or not to do, and then. Going all the way to the nasty side of the spectrum, you know, bestiality, you know, uh, sodomy, going after, you know, pedophilia, all this other stuff that goes against the, the 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 natural order that God has ordained. Those things draw you further away and make you forget. And it's in that forgetting that we are here now. The way the world, this 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 age. The way the world is this age is is that's why it's so wicked, as in the days of Noah, and lastly we have um hosea four and twelve going after other gods, using divination, continually backsliding idolatry, loose conscience, just you know whatever flows, whatever you know however you feel today, that's fine. Gender neutrality, gender identity issues um <clears throat> saying you know black is white and saying purple is red and just just totally like however you feel at the moment is fine is where we are, and it's taking away and making people forget the standard that God set. and once you forget that once they're now that they're forgetting the standard that God said. They are turning further and further away from who the, the the living God, and in doing that, just like Scripture says, the heart of many wax cold <clears throat> because the light of God is no, the light of God is no longer able to go through the flesh, because He already told us from the beginning, "I will no longer fight, I will no longer strive with flesh." So the further and further people are not connected spiritually but in their flesh, the less God has to work with and therefore their heart is waxing cold. And it opens, the and because they are starting to, because they have forgotten God and they're turning away from God and they're creating their own God, it has really opened the door to judgment and then first chronicles twelve, and this is the last scripture I'm going to give in first chronicles twelve
2: <clears throat>
1: and it starts at the
0: um the thirty second verse um and this is where this line comes in. Because um, God
1: never leaves us without a witness. He never leaves the world without witnesses that say, you know, this is what God is saying. So everyone on this slide and the people that you know who are ministers, that is the job, to witness and say, thus saith the Lord, and making sure that they're showing the word of God, not opinion, but what is in, written in the scriptures because we all, as we know, the word is is inspired, is breathed by God through man so that we would, we would have the instruction. And so in um, verse 32, it says, And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. The heads of them were 200, and all of their brethren were were, um, at their command. And this is just, this little part right here lets us know the men of understanding, they don't, there's not going to be a lot. There's not going to be a lot of people who understand not just the signs, but the word for itself, because a lot of people are, are, when they when they read the word, when they're as they're reading the word, they're reading it to apply it to what they want instead of reading the word to 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 show how it needs to be applied to their life. As they had they have it flipped. And so now because they have it flipped they their understanding is weakened of what and who God is. So now they've created this 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 God that's not even Yahweh God. It's just, this is the God of self. And this God that I've put before you is the God that's going to, he accepts everything that you do. He won't judge you. He'll love you as you are. And and that's done. Everybody's going to heaven. Everybody, you know, and it's like that is not the God that he showed us. He let us know that he loves us, but he will also judge us. And he's, 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 so much more than what people are are seeing, but it's people like us on this line and the ministers and stuff that we know who know the truth and who are willing to be that witness that God is, is looking for us to tell the truth when he gives us the opportunity to do so. And because of that, because um, so many people are are not, you know, actually providing the truth, they're sowing to the flesh. And um, as they sow to the flesh, that would be, you can see the what happens when we sow to the flesh in Galatians 5, um, 16 through 26, how we sow to the flesh and what happens when we sow to the spirit and the differences. And um, I just want to leave you guys, I'm going to end it with this information here, which I thought was really, like, wow, you know, cause and effect of what happens when we forget God and we change God to our standard instead of changing to God's standard. So um, because man forgot God in Europe, a denominational church in Europe declared that there was no living God, no power or miracles from God in nineteen oh eight. In nineteen after nineteen oh eight we've had after they said that, we had World War One and World War Two. They had legalized prostitution, Hitler came into power, the Holocaust came, and the rights Um, of the people were slowly being eradicated because even now, up until now, um, starting, uh, actually, it started last year into this year, they cannot speak against Islam on the street without being prosecuted. Um, They have to have uh, gender equality, gender identity is a law now over there, and there's no, um, they're actually, you know, people are having church in their homes, and they are getting persecuted for even having church in their homes. And this is in Europe. I mean, we knew it was happening in, like, China and Africa and things like that, but this is now happening in Europe. And the sad thing is what people don't understand is what starts happening over there eventually comes here, which is slowly starting here as well. Because as you can see, it did start because in 1962, we declared we no longer want God in schools. And since then, the learning decreased, teen pregnancy and abortions increased, and the disrespect for authority was on the rise and internationally. Now they are in New York in Times Square. They're going to uh this in, in the month of April, they are actually um opening up the Temple of Baal in the in the Times Square. Um to usher in uh some festival or other. And so, um, and they they don't see a problem with that, you know. They they've taken down the Ten Commandments. They have stated on more than one occasion they no longer want God spoken of or Christ. I mean, you could say God. They no longer want Christ in you know in the face of the people because now they don't want you know um, they don't want to be reminded that the standard that was set is 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 um is high and you are way below bar they don't want that reminder put in front of them they don't want to remember they don't want to remember they want to forget that there's a god they want to forget the sacrifice that was made they don't care anymore about the living god they want to go after their own Flesh. They want to live in the flesh and not in the spirit. And it's gotten to the point now where um, in the, I believe it's in Georgia and in North Carolina, they and this is recent as well, they passed a bill, they're trying to pass a bill for religious freedom for the churches because when all this started with the different agendas, it was stated that the church would be able to stand on their belief without persecution, that we would be able to still have our, you know, because it's supposed to be separation of church and state, we're supposed to still be able to speak in our churches about what the Bible states, you know, the true word of God and without any kind of persecution, so the governor in Georgia, either the governor or mayor—I don't know if it's Atlanta, Georgia, just the city or the city of the state of Georgia, and North Carolina—they are both trying to pass a religious freedom law to let it be where the churches are exempt from any persecution because it's always been known the churches stand for biblical values. Well, Hollywood. Disney and the NFL have stated if the law is passed that they will make it that their people and whatever happens will no longer go to those states. They are going to boycott those two states if the governor lets those bills be passed, so we as people we have to we have to get so into Christ so hidden in the secret place of his word that when we are told we have to choose, we'll remember who he is and choose wisely. But it won't be comfortable. It won't be comfortable. So this that we're all going through, you know, um, losing jobs, you know, repositioning, things like that, that is all to come around for us to be able to stand and show others how to stand. And like Sam said, and stand therefore.
0: So um, he, he did it before. You know, God did it
1: before. he Before he said, you know what, I can't strive with flesh, but what he did was by his grace and mercy, which we're going to learn further into the Bible study is that, he always he his plan was progressive until Christ came, and then now because of because of Christ God with us, we're able to have that connection back to remembering who God is and having our spirit reconnected with God so we can be strong in him and he can be in us. And that's the end of our Bible study today. Any questions,
0: comments, prayer requests? Oh, we covered a lot today. (laughs) Yes, we did. Yes, we did. But I always say God is awesome. God is so
1: awesome. You know, He's He's he's, um, He He looks at us, and I tell my daughter all the time. I "I know He's been looking down at us, just shaking his head like, "You know what." (laughs) I've done all I, I, all I've done all I said I was gonna do. I said it was. I said it was done. I said it was finished. You know. Now my word tells you what to do. I gave you the instruction book. You know, and he even he even let us know when he talked to Elijah or Elisha, and he was like, "Eat the whole roll." He said to eat the whole roll, and we rarely do that. We we always, you know, we go through this thing where mm-hmm. we go through this thing where, um, you know, that we just kind of pick and choose. Even even as you know, even those who try to walk in the truth of the word, we kind of pick and choose our, the, what we want to believe. You know, mm-hmm. and and it hinders. It hinders him. It hinders God from being able to do the fullness of what He would want to do in our lives. It really does. So, hopefully, as we, you know, as we go through and and we see how everybody else stood, you know, for God in spite of the um, the adversities that we'll be able to do the same, just believe in God for everything He says he's gonna do.
0: We really believe in Him. Oh. Anybody have a prayer request or a comment? Well, I can always use some prayer. All
1: right. Miss
2: Pam, Let's Pam.
1: Oh, you guys blessed me today. I really enjoyed this, this Bible study.
2: <laughs> All
1: right. All right, Lord. We thank you for Pam, the Lord. We thank you for the insights. We thank you for the strength and the patience that you have bestowed upon her, O Lord. We ask, O Lord, that as we go through the course of the rest of the day, that wherever she needs to be, whatever she needs to do, that, Lord, you would direct her, let her hear your voice clearly so that she can receive the blessing that you have for her. If it's by word or deed, Lord, just if it's a word of encouragement, if it's uh, a need that is being fulfilled, Lord, we just ask that you will do so and bring back to her remembrance what she has when she prayed for it so that she can acknowledge that a prayer has been answered. And, Lord, we just thank you in advance for her protection and for her and for her family and her seven degrees of separation, continue to watch over and keep. And we stand in agreement with whatever prayers she has put forth because you said in your word, where two or three are gathered, you are in the midst. So whatever prayers that she has spoken, O Lord, we stand in agreement with those as long as they're in your will for her good and for your glory. And we pray in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You're
0: welcome. Amen. Anybody else? Okay. Um, I want to pray for,
1: I think Arthur might be on mute.
0: I'll oh, it's me.
1: I'm sorry. I'll pull on my place too. You can get that a minute. It's Marie. Hey, Marie. Hey. Oh, you want to? You want a prayer too?
2: uh uh-huh. hmm Okay.
1: All right, Marie, 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 Marie. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. With hands up the upper oh Lord, she has given full surrender
0: of the call that you have put on her life, oh Lord. Mm. But a full surrender, Marie
1: A full surrender Is what is needed Sometimes you like to hold stuff back For that what if moment You know And the thing is with The what if moment You are still holding back a part that That Is a weakness Where you can be stronger So no longer think what if. No longer think what if because the full surrender says that, Lord, I believe all that you can do, You that you will say, all that you have said that you will do, you will do. I will not work in what if. I will work in you will. And so just hand over that what if to him as well. And watch how he... Goes into that spot so easily, and everything else will work so smoothly after you remove that "what if." And so, Lord, we ask for God that you will strengthen her to to reach up and reach out and let go of the "what if" and grab hold of all that you want her to do with both hands, oh God, and help her help her to be able to see. Where you are placing her feet, let her see where you are, are leading her. Let her see the next step. Maybe not the not not the whole process, but but sometimes just knowing where the next step is going to lead is enough for 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 her to let go of the what if. So Lord, just show it to her. Make it clear. Make it plain. So that if she walks in fullness of the surrender to you that she feels your loving arms still holding on to her, that she still feels you still, you know, directing her and leading her, and that she still can remember that you have always led her in in the path for her good and helping her to remember all the answered prayers that have gone forward, O oh Lord, and that she remembers them, that the what-if, will no longer be in her memory, that everything will be about you and her full surrender. And, Lord, as she does that, continue to increase in her the blessings of the position that you have put her in because it's in her position, Lord, that she's able to bless others and be an example. And, Lord, as she does those things, let it be for her good and for your glory. In Yeshua's name we pray. Amen.
2: Amen.
0: And we turn for Arthur. Lord, you know that man of God
1: has come a long way in his walk with you. You know the the trials that are before him. You know the situations that he still deals with. You know that he there's things that he wants to 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 stop doing for his health. Lord, we just ask that you will give him the strength he needs to consciously look to you, that he needs to be able to to stand in agreement with what he needs to do to keep his temple upright and healthy for him to continue to minister to the kids him to continue to be able to be the good teacher that he is, oh God. Because the, even even though those children get on his nerves and we hear it on the phone, Father, we know that even though they do that, he still, loves, he still loves on them like an uncle. He still loves on them like a big brother. And so, Lord, help him to overcome those things that hinder him from perfect health. And as he lets go of the cigarettes, oh God, and the Snickers and the and the Mountain Dew and Orange Pop or whatever it is, oh Lord, that's that's causing his body to run down. Lord, we ask that you will change the taste. Change his taste buds right now, oh God. Let it be that all he wants is things that are good for his body, that that will help strengthen his lungs. We ask, oh God, that you reverse any lung damage. We ask that you will reverse any um, we're speaking a reversal of the lung damage we 're speaking a reversal of the passageways that they will open up and they will they will um, fresh blood will go to those areas and start reversing the process of all the damage from the smoking over the years, oh God! And we're speaking that as he goes through his respiratory therapy today, that his lungs will open up, and whatever blockage from cold, whatever blockage from phlegm, whatever blockage from from um, from mucus will 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 release from the walls of his lungs and will release from the passageways, oh God, and will pass through, oh Lord, and cause him to be able to inhale and exhale without having any without having any hindrances, without having any um out of breathness, oh God. We just as we're just speaking right now in the name of Yeshua that you will apply the blood of your son because you said by your stripes we are healed. So just apply your blood, O oh Lord. Let your blood prevail against the deterioration of his lungs, O oh God, and confound the enemy because his his breathing will be such a way that he won't need to go and um, be on the respiratory therapy again, O oh God. And we thank you in advance for that because it's that one thing that hinders him from doing everything else that he needs to do for the ministry that you have called him to go into, oh God. And so as he does that, O oh Lord, just continue to strengthen his spirit and his relationship with you. Continue to guide him as he prays and reads your word so that he will get a deeper and richer and and more abundant relationship and knowledge, and wisdom, and understanding of you. And we thank you in advance for your many multiple blessings for him. And in the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. And last but not least, I would like to pray for the for Sam Farley, the one who God had instructed to start this line. And Father, we thank you for Sam Farley Jr.,
2: sir <laughs>
1: and all that you have instructed him to do, we thank you that his obedience has brought us together, so that we can all, in our different levels of our relationship with you, we have, like he points out to us, he has seen our growth, and we thank you. I, uh, we, we will probably still be growing but not to where we are now, oh God, without this line. So we thank you, oh God, that he was obedient in creating and opening this line and just letting you take hold and have free reign. We thank you that you have strengthened him and kept him throughout these years, of oh God. Even when he was doing his own thing, you kept him. And now that he's He's all in full surrender to you, O oh Lord, you are keeping him in all levels mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. And, Lord, we just thank you. We ask that you will continue to put a hedge of protection around him and his family, O oh Lord, both for their health and for their finances, for their spiritual and mental strength, O oh Lord. We ask that you will continue to watch over his steps, whatever you put his hands to, whatever you... Whatever he puts his hands to, oh God, we ask that you will let it be fruitful. Help him to be able to stand today, strengthen his body, strengthen his mind, supply his every need today, oh God, for his good and for your glory. We thank you for your many multiple blessings. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, anything
0: else? Any other comments, prayer requests? Questions all right, you guys thank you for staying with me.
3: everybody. have a blessed day. You do as well. thank you. Okay, bye, everyone.